see this is me. Boba Fett. Welcome to the Star Wars Exchanges Book of Boba Fett Review Show, hosted by Ari and Mike. Join us as we lay honor and respect upon the land of Mos Espa. I intend to rule with respect. What's going on? How are we today? Um, okay, so we're live. Wow, this is cool. So uh, yeah, welcome back to the podcast, but obviously we're live, so chat with us i guess <laughs> but uh yeah mike how are you going today boba fett finale excited to talk about all how i wrapped up things i like things i didn't like but yeah we are at the end we've been covering this entire series um this entire season so it's it kind of feels good to be at the end and look at things a bit differently so yeah uh, i'm ready to talk all boba fett today definitely keen to dive in but before we do our lovely guest parks returning how have you been and uh how are you enjoying boba fett uh it's great to be back on thank you for having me guys um yeah no i uh i um it's it's been a it's been a bumpy ride getting to the end of boba fett here but um you know i i think i was pretty satisfied with the finale and uh you know if, if nothing else like you know th there's a lot to discuss looking back on the series from just this episode so um yeah no thank you so much for having me on again guys you were a lot of fun to talk with last time so um yeah i'm i'm, oh I'm ready God. to go <laughs> yeah no it was so much we got so many compliments about having you on and being like yeah really get that guy back on yeah heck yeah we did yeah. It, it dropped that knowledge and feels good we talked about we had a conversation if i don't know if y'all remember but parks Sparks mm -hmm. joined us for the uh, episode where we talked about the Moss Espa, the Moss Espa Vespas. So <laughs> we broke that down in an hour and 30 minutes, I believe. So we talked yeah. at length about the episode. So, um, yeah, we made a kind of a what the F episode into a really interesting combo. So or at least Parks did. Parks did a stellar <laughs> job. So, um, no, I'm, I'm excited to now talk about the real stuff, Cad Bane, all that stuff. So, yeah. We're excited to have you back. Yeah, yeah thank you yeah. very much. For I, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll do for this show what the some of the, the writers could not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Please, dude. But, we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yeah, nice. So good to have you here. But uh, yeah, wow. So obviously the finale came out last night. Um, a lot of mixed opinions. I've seen some people saying this is the best 58 minutes of stars I've ever seen. Some people saying zero out of ten. Mm -hmm. um, but Parks, let's start with you. What were your overall thoughts on on this finale? Um, overall thoughts on the finale. It was a lot of fun, and I think if there's any one word that you know best describes this episode, and most people will walk away from the episode using to describe it, it is the word fun. Um, I, I got vibes of Return of the Jedi, like the Battle of Endor. I got vibes of the Rebels finale, uh, especially in the idea of like all of these sort of different members of a community sort of coming together. Um, it wasn't perfect. And, and, and it did deliver ultimately on a lot of things I was hoping to see from the throughout the series, but the problems it does have, have more to do with the journey leading up to this point than it does like anything that this episode in particular did or didn't do. Uh, you know, I, I think, the show sets up a set up a lot of stuff early on that 
you know, I just remember the discussion I had with you guys about stuff like the huts and like who's really running the pikes and and this and that. And and um, it, it takes a bit of acceptance once it's over to realize like, OK, maybe that's not how things were ever supposed to go. And, and you know, maybe our imagination got the better of us. Uh, but ultimately, you know. I, I feel like there may be some missed opportunities along the way of the story. And, and you feel that in some regards with the finale at the same time, though, if there's any, if, if there's anything that it, it should have been, it was exactly what it was, which was fun. Uh, I, I think there's a great quote from uh, Dave Filoni and one of the like Disney galleries for the Mandalorian, where he says um, star Wars should ultimately leave you with a good feeling. You know, if, if it leaves you with anything, it's that good feeling. And that's most certainly the case here. Could have done a little bit more than that, perhaps. But I, I think I had a good feeling walking away from it. And I, 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 you know, was watching with my friend when it when it dropped. And, you know, we laughed at a lot of stuff and had a lot of fun in different areas. And there was some some goofy stuff here and there. But I, mm. I, I love the goofy stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mike, what did you think? I think this episode was really a reflection of the entire series. And that was like downright sloppy um, just because there were so many like inconsistencies and some things were very much rushed that you really wanted to like, just hone in on and be like, listen, if we had this whole scene of Cad Bane, the mayor just talking for another 10 minutes, Godfather level God tier, right? We could have had like something really cool with that. However, then we just spent like long sequences out in the desert fighting or in, in the town fighting, just random firefights. And yeah, some of it just felt very chaotic. But overall, I thought it was a really solid, uh, not only finale, but I thought it was just a really solid episode where I was like, dang, this is going to hit hard next week when there's not some sort of continuation right away. Um, yeah, there. it just it was really frustrating watching this and being like man love love this but some of this moments at least the good the good uh i would say like the first maybe 30 minutes could have been like the been part of like the final moments of the penultimate episode you just had all that really cool setup where it's like man i wish someone else was there to like really you know maybe maybe that someone that wasn't on board with um, or that didn't act like yes men to John Favreau or Dave Filoni and, or Robert Rodriguez. And, yeah. and they were like, hey, let's do this. Let's construct. You guys have great ideas here. Let's just construct things a bit differently and let's make it flow better. Um, just so we get like that finale packed punch. So, um, yeah, there was there were some things um, in here that I just like I just had fun with. As Parker was saying, I had I had there was a my whole reaction after watching this was like, man. That was like, that was like an hour of like fun. Like at the beginning, I was getting thrilled, and then it just laid down to like fun. Seeing the rancor like go around, tear stuff up. Like yeah, that was just fun, and you got some good Star Wars comedic moments. And I felt how I love how different this finale felt to what we've gotten a lot in Star Wars, where it's like oh, it's nothing but thriller the entire in the entire ride through. This was more of like uh, it like made use of things that they kind of set up. Could could have used a bit more setup, but overall, I think it it was it was it was fine. It was cool. So there's my take, Ari. I think you have a different opinion, but I want to hear I want to hear what your thought on the finale is. So yeah, look, I do agree with a lot a lot of what you guys are saying. Like 
I don't know. Like, I think I just rewatched the episode then and it was around the 28 minute mark. Pretty much everything before then I was enjoying, to be honest. I didn't think it was anything crazy. I was sort of just like, yeah, this is cool. I'm, I'm digging this. Um, you know, the cab being the initial standoff, loved that. Um, Dean sort of uh, showing a lot of honor with Boba, loved that. Um, generally, it was just, yeah, it was just good fun. And then, I don't know, man, those action sequences, that was, that felt like a lot to sit through and it just went, on and on and on and on and after a while i was just i was honestly just bored i like part of it parts of it like a lot of good little one-liners a lot of good comedy i admit yeah um the rancor visually looked great i will say um and that that was a cool part of the action but just something about a bunch of farmers and um what do you call them mod people just brainlessly shooting at that shield for about 10 minutes just did not <laughs> sit well with me because i'm like fair oh. and also with the pikes it just felt like a bunch of just running around standing in the open just shooting at this shield and i'm like guys c- come on like it didn't feel like oh yeah we're beating the the big bad villains the pikes it just felt like we're just shooting at this shield until it budges for about 10 minutes so that overruled a lot of the good stuff because i was just like come on like in all fairness the episode did go for like an hour so there was that but and so like there was almost time to just shoot at a shield for 10 minutes but yeah also really frustrated me the fact that a boba fett series (coughs) sorry i am coughing here um (laughs) a boba fett series ended with a grogu funny moment i just Mm. i don't know i know there was the post credit scene but i'm like this is boba fett's show You've already taken so much away. And now, like, literally all they had to do was switch those scenes. Like, I'm fine with them giving, like, a send-off to Din and setting up season three if that's what they really have to do. But, man, I don't know. I just didn't sit well with me that the the final, like, oomph before we hit the credits is is Grogu being like, yay, the ship's moving fast. I don't know. (laughs) Like, we'll we'll get into a lot of it. But overall, it, it just left me feeling a bit like, oh i don't know like i i just didn't i, I said to mike before we watched it, i said i want this episode to make me feel something like an emotional <laughs> please and, please and make I me feel feel like, exactly <laughs> i feel like to be fair i did get a little like i did get goosebumps when bane is almost taunting boba about yeah. like um the tuscans i thought that was really good but yeah but outside of that i just oh and also of course the cad bane thing that decision is sitting really poorly with me just because I feel like they didn't like part of me liked it in the sense of like, yeah, this is good for Boba's arc. It's a good completion. But the other part of me is like, I feel like Cad Bane just came to this show like three or four episodes late. Like there was such a good story to tell there. Right. And they really only touched the surface. Like they could have done so much more with that. And then they just killed him. And I was, I couldn't help but be disappointed. And if they do bring him back, I'm going to be even more disappointed because people have got to stop coming <laughs> back from the dead. Like, just uh, Cobb Vance just throw him in the back. They're like, I'm happy he's alive, but yeah, come on, come on now. I don't know, but yeah, I have com- I have a complicated relationship with this episode and this series. To be honest, this episode has tainted my feelings toward this um, this whole series in general. To be honest, but we'll talk about that more to come. I, I want to talk about the beginning. Let's let's go through it like we always do. Moss Espy is now in a war zone. I find it funny how every episode ended with like, oh, we're going to war. And then this episode starts with Boba saying, 
<laughs> we're, we're at war. It's like I giggled when that he said that. It was, yep. and I hated. I I sort of hated that I did. You know, that was the low point of the episode for me. Really, was that that? But it only went up from there, which was great. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Like I don't know. anyway, and also Mike, can we can we talk about this? Because when we were watching, we both looked at each other and was like, "What?" When when uh, what was it that? Din and Boba are talking and uh, Boba's like, did you get the people from Mos Espa? And then he's like, Freetown. I was like, what is this whole Freetown thing? I, I don't understand it. Was was there meant to be some payoff like Parks? You're probably going to drop a big old wisdom bomb on me and tell tell me about it. But what what was your take on this? This whole Freetown stuff? I just, I don't understand. I I, I wish I had a deeper read on it. Um, <laughs> and maybe if I sat here and thought about it, I, 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 I could, you know, I mean, maybe there is like a very blatant symbolism to the people of Freetown sort of coming in toward like towards the middle not just on behalf of themselves but on behalf of Tatooine you know like this is they're like sort of maybe like you could view them as sort of the the seed of of what could take place over the rest of Tatooine like a community that actually sticks together but beyond that I I perceive it as sort of like um a running gag you know to be like actually it's Freetown uh yeah. that wasn't that that i don't know was was amusing insofar as like you said why do they keep bringing this up um but um well i just yeah, thought it, there'd be some sort of payoff where they're like oh like we are free town and we're gonna free the town or i don't know it's just something i don't even know but it, it maybe um, was one more yeah. joke away from like fully like you know like landing the the gag and being like, all right, I think it's funny now, but I don't know. It didn't right. quite get there. <laughs> Listen, yeah. In, in the previous episode, I bashed some of the dialogue just because it came off just it was janky dialogue where it, it just felt very abrupt and and it just it just did I was like, what is what is up with Dave Filoni and writing live action dialogue? It, it just didn't fit. So with that whole Freetown thing that Mando that they have the interaction in, in that one cantina. It just it was just so jarring and same here again. Um, Ari and I watched it, watched the episode, and we were on FaceTime together. We both looked at each other like, "What is? Why do they keep doing that? Like they just completely throw off the flow of the scene and just like it's it, exactly. it's free town. It, it, it's yeah. free town for what? It's not for me. Okay. I didn't maybe maybe there's someone out there that found it funny, but I was I just got irritated. I'm like, listen, listen, we have an hour. We don't got books <laughs> to play. We have an hour yeah. to 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 uh. to to make up for so many lost time. So it's like, let, let's get, yeah. let's get on with the road. Exactly. I will say when Boba started talking, I was like, thank God he yes. says something in the episode. Thank God. Yes. I, I, Cause I was like, I, I just, I feel like there's a chance here. We're going to go another full episode without him saying anything. So when he finally did, oh, I was like, man, yes, he's back in his finale. That would have <laughs> been his, rough. In his finale. <laughs> yeah. And just, it would just would have been finale. an hour of Grogu funny moments. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, <laughs> The mayor um, is actually hiding with the pikes we see. Cab Bang goes, has a little interaction. We find out that, of course, as we said, the Tuscans were not killed by um, the speed bikers. It was the pikes. It wasn't actually Cab Bang, which we had talked about, but I don't know. Parks, what's your what's your take on that? Um, you know, as you know, I, I, uh, I was trying to sort of tune into some of your guys' episodes over the last few weeks. And uh, I think something you said last week that I was like, oh, that would be a great idea was like have Cad Bane be the one that killed 
killed the uh, the Tuskins on behalf of the Pikes. Yeah, we got halfway there. You know, we got yeah. the Pikes were <laughs> yeah, behind exactly. it. Um, I and th- I I felt a little like deflated in the moment realizing that uh you know and it's always it's always so easy to get hung up in your head on on like oh they could have done that they should have said that or or the idea i had in my head for how this played out was better but you know we don't know the conversations that take place in the in the writer's room as to you know why or why shouldn't cad bane be the one to do it maybe maybe they thought it would have been a little too it would have come across as maybe too convenient if you know this guy who not only is like the antithesis to sort of the way Boba's sort of conducting himself now in the present day, you know, shows up and starts a fight with him. But also he's the guy that killed the Tuscans. Maybe they thought that would be a little cheap. I don't know. I thought it would have been a great way to maybe tie it all in. Um, if nothing else as well, uh, you know, it was nice to get some circuitry on that. Just knowing that, you know, it wasn't the Nikto speeder bikes. It was the Pikes. I just wish and again, I, I, you know, I don't want to make it sound again, like I'm, I'm just what I had in my head was better than what they did. But I, I realized as well, like coming to that epiphany that the Pikes are the ones that did it, that w- I really don't take the Pikes too seriously as villains. And this show had a chance to really do that. And it, it didn't. And I, I almost feel like it didn't even try either. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I agree. It would have been nice, you know, like, and, and, you know, I, we're, we're, I think we're in agreement with this, like a lot of, a lot of time that could have been spent maybe escalating this conflict or, or adding stakes to it or, or, or conveying the threat of the Pikes or exploring their motivations. You know, why do they want Tatooine so badly? You know, uh, uh, what are they going to do? Like, can we see the Pikes maybe be desperate and try to, I, I would think of, um, Perhaps I, I think of the Andron arc and the Clone Wars and how much time you spend dotting between the insurgency's perspective and um, like the, the king's perspective. And there is an there is an escalation the whole entire time that culminates in the last episode where there is an all out war on Andoran. Um, yeah. And it would have been really nice to see that to get a sense of, of where the pikes are coming from and and. Uh, I don't have to sympathize with them as villains. I don't, I don't, you know, and I don't need backstories or anything like that. Uh, yes. Agreed, Michelle. Um, <laughs> but uh, it would have just been great to, you know, to get to be more invested in the Pikes. But um, that being said, the best thing about the scene was just seeing Cad Bane talk because Corey Burton's yeah. delivery is just. Freaking. This, this was his best scene. I feel like, yep. cause I was like, I was like, Cabin is here. Like I, I liked his appearance last week, but it, even the standoffs were good. But every standoff yeah. just seemed to be Cabin being like, "Look at my gun." Like, <laughs> he that every single he's, time. And he's got one trick, and that's yeah. he thinks it's going to get him through every situation, which is ultimately, I guess, a, a flaw of Cabane. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's for true. sure. I can we can we just say how scary Cabin is? When this yeah. dude was walking down and He's you a saw the Jawas, you literally, oh man, I got scared. I saw on Twitter people conversating that Cad Bane scares them more than Darth Vader. And I was like, yep, I totally agree. Like that was when he was walking through, oh, through the, walking up to the door, basically just in the dark, you just saw his red eyes. That was some creepy stuff. So yeah, that, that was, that creeped me out a little, that sent a shiver uh, down my spine, but 
that, like I said, as I alluded to in my opening, if if you had this scene, maybe prior episode or even this, I could I was just enjoying all of this. Um, it was finally nice to see the mayor. We haven't seen him since like episode two. We've been hearing some things like, oh, the mayor's just left from his major domo. But it's, you know, to parks to what you're saying, you know, you don't want to uh, you, you, we're not in the writer's room, right? We're not there in those conversations. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm waiting outside the door, kind of banging. I'm like, please, let me just <laughs> pitch y'all something. Let me just yeah. pitch y'all something, you know? Um, yeah. I just thought there, there, there could have been stuff that just listen. I'm I'm not a writer or anything, but I'm just I'm just spectating I'm just I'm just spectating as audience member. I adding my opinion, obviously, but man, this, this moment right here was just so top tier. And as Art was saying, I I think this was Cad Bane's like best scene. The way he was ready to lay down, talking to the to the gang leader of, of the Pikes, and um, and he's like, oh, I, I'll know how to draw Cad Bane, or uh, I, I know how to draw Boba Fett out. And then just credits, oh, opening logos like that was cinema. That was cinema right there. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Pikes, the Pikes, the Pikes. <laughs> yeah. Clone Wars, a cartoon, had them as more of a threat than they were in, in this series because it just felt like we it's just they kept piling on the numbers and they just and you just had this guy sitting there, the the leader, or whatever, sitting there this entire time, the entire series, um, just sitting there with his gloved hands. Um, but I will say, that is as so a Clone true. Wars. I don't think that character ever left that room. <laughs> you just had him there and you just, I don't, I don't know. It would have been interesting to, you know, have some more. Yeah. Just string things along better. So that way you finally got this big boss meeting. It's like, Ooh, all the elements are pulling in together. Let's see where things are going to go. But instead it was just like all roped in last minute. It felt like, um, so I, I more setup would have made this, this scene even more cinematic, but for me, um yeah i like seeing the mayor that was cool but it's man where were you we missed you yeah. <laughs> i don't know i just i wanted some more of um just more maybe we even got a scene in in one of the in the mas espa vespa episode well they were they were trying to find out where he was cool but we saw maybe in the fourth episode or maybe even fifth uh where what he was doing where he was at like that would have been cool just to string things along and same thing with the with the nitko sand riders just that was I don't know I felt like they left maybe like a little bit of breadcrumbs but nothing like nothing like kind of I don't know I, nothing more like I don't know I, it's just to me it just felt like very loose wishy-washy loose um it felt like they were just like oh I like that we were alluding to something here let's just let's 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 bring that in instead of like maybe in the first or second draft strengthening that but anyways just spectating here yeah. Um, but yeah, that would that opening scene was uh, was cinema. Yeah, I would say with the writers, they just dropped the Obi Wan poster today, and I was like, you know <laughs> what? I am so keen to watch something that wasn't written by John Favreau. And that's no offense to him at all. I love the Mandalorian, and this this show was was okay as well. Like, but I'm just like, it, it does feel like the same stuff, you know? Like, it, not that it's repetitive. It just feels like it's like, yeah, this is John Favreau. This is John Favreau. This is John Favreau. It's just got it yeah. written all over it. I'm excited to see something from someone else, you know, um, that isn't Favreau or Filoni. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's what I have to say. If I may add something, um, you know, I, I also have to say the reveal that they, the Pikes were the ones that did it, like killed the Tuscans, was was so casually, like, yeah, it was conveyed. Kind of flat. Um, yeah. I feel like 
you know, if I were to do that, I would have it be something like, you know, the the you know the mayor's like how are we going to draw them out he has a connection to the tuscans uh or, or just not even do that like no don't bring that up right away have them like deliberate about what to do with boba fett and then you know have the the pikes be like you know uh or, or yeah like he does have a connection to the tuscans and and then cad bane says like oh i know what will draw him out now maybe cad bane knows like that they killed the tuscans before the audience does and then he reveals that in the next scene the same time. So we're learning at the same time as Boba Fett. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I wish we learned you know, it with him, you know, because yeah, then we yeah. could have felt. But we, we'd already felt it by ourselves. And when Boba feels it, it's like, yeah. I know. suppose <laughs> there's maybe some suspense leading up to that. Or there's supposed to be suspense leading up to that when he reveals it. But I did not feel that. That was just nope. like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Parks, you, bring up, you actually bring up a really great point. It just felt like they just threw out that. I was like, uh, uh, uh. I could have missed that if I wasn't fully focused on, on paying attention and stuff. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. I had to bring up before, before we move on the major domo just in this whole episode, in this scene, I kind of like him. Like I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like, I've heard people say he's really <laughs> annoying, but I don't know something about it. I loved when he's like, not that any of you would know, but I actually did grow up on Coruscant, went to school in Coruscant, like, you know, <laughs> did major in uh, communication or like whatever he's saying. So I don't know. I just thought he was funny. And then, yeah, he, he, he sort of came around in this episode. Like, you know, I guess he kind of teamed up with them. But uh, yeah, he was he was just a funny guy throughout the series. So shout out to him. And the actor, I don't know who plays him, but I, I think Matt Berry, I think. Yeah, mm. I think he's played played very well. Dude, the whole that whole sequence where he goes out with the tablet was so funny. I don't know oh, about you yeah. guys, but yeah, I yeah, laughed yeah. out loud. I was having a fun time with them. Like, no way, because I'm like, whoa, Boba was kind of quick to sign off on that. He's like, give it to, give it, to, give it to me, and he sends yeah, him off, yeah. throws him off. I would say that Boba was... can write really qu- quickly as well, because he he wrote a full thing. He wrote, and yeah, he, was he wrote just like, like <laughs> done. Like, that was... Oh, that was that was absolutely perfect. The way that unfolded right before our eyes, that was great. Um, I, I thought that was one of the uh, writing moments in the episode where I was like, "Wow, that was kind of that was kind of dope. That was kind of that was kind of cool." Um, so yeah, I had fun with that, and I literally laugh out loud moment, uh, laugh out loud moment. That was great. The, yeah. the one line the mate with the major dome that I really loved because it it was funny and like funny in the sense where like. It kind of gives you a uh, like a glimpse into his character in a way, um, like he comes out and I the I forget exactly what the Pikes say, but it's something like "What do you want, Tailhead?" Um, and he's like, "Oh, because of that." And and then he continues, and it's like, and it's that's a sobriquet of which I never tire. Um, so like in a sense, he's he's yeah. telling you like he's been getting called Tailhead his whole life. Yeah, but it, he's like, oh, because of yeah. yeah, but like it. He, you, the way this guy has has like approached every situation throughout the series, you he's always wearing a mask of some kind. You know, he's yeah. never being forward with people. He's always so in that moment where he's like, "It's a sober cave, which I never tire." Like beyond the sort of like pleasantries, I got the sense like he's very actually deeply annoyed that <laughs> they yeah. called him a tailhead, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's great. I, I like that." And that a lot of that is also in Matt Berry's performance, which was was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Shout out no. to um, to Major Domo. Yeah, uh, and then we get the title of the episode, which is "In the Name of Honor." And I kind of say when that title came out, I was like, "Yes, what a banger episode title! This episode's gonna be so good." 
was so excited. And then, uh, and then straight from there, <laughs> we jumped into Grogu stuff, which to be honest, I didn't mind this Grogu stuff. He's flown to Tatooine by R2. He's chosen the armor. Peli greets him and gives him some food, I guess. Hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. What, what do we think of Grogu's choice and how it was revealed in the show? Because I, I just got to say, I felt like, like I liked it, but also I'm like, this feels like some like huge plot points for the Mandalorian that was just has been very rushed over. Like all this stuff, just we've said it before and we'll probably say it again, but episode five and six should have been Mandalorian episodes. And like, and if I feel like because they weren't, they had to progress some very important things far too quickly, such as Grogu deciding to, you know, choose one or the other. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How did you guys feel about this? You you could have easily had, I, I think I said this on one of the uh, podcast episodes, but you could have, because everyone was like, how are we supposed to get a Mando appearance in the show without I, without explaining what he's been doing? It's like, um, you you perfectly did that with Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. You can yeah, easily yeah, exactly. do that with Mando in this series. You can play catch up later. Be like, have dedicate the premiere episode. What we got with chapter, uh, with chapter five, be that the season three premiere and have a little moment where he's like, I'm going to Tatooine. That's it. That's it. There, there's a yeah. story and then jump ahead in the second episode. J- do a time jump. Anyways, the, the to talk about Grogu, when the X-Wing pulled up with R2, I was like, no way are they bringing Luke here. <laughs> yes. No I was like, Luke. stop. I, I, I know he's Luke, but like, yeah. this is Boba Fett oh, show. And yeah. I, I, I apologize to any viewers who like, really enjoyed last week's episode i i i was like for me luke overstayed his welcome yeah but i agree otherwise in like the ahsoka show if we saw luke there and that was everything we saw there was i would have been 100 percent in it because it wasn't taking away from boba fett's story and that's what mattered more right but back right. to what you're saying mike i'm sorry <laughs> no no you're good i actually i i've been meaning to, i was gonna try to segue to to what you thought of the episode last week but um but actually, I, I did see some tweets of yours. But yeah, that's a that's a good ramble. Um, um <laughs> yeah, I just for me again, as I thought, I, I thought I was seeing Luke. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. This is this is the Boba Fett finale. Why why are you bringing Luke Skywalker up in here? So that was that was great. That was great. A uh, little trick they they had up their sleeves. So that was when Grogu. You just saw Grogu there. I was like, oh, okay, smart. But I was kind of cautious and. Kind of yeah, I was still kind of cautious about how Grogu was going to play into the story, and I think I think they did it well without taking out the spotlight. The spotlight besides that, besides the ending scene, taking the spotlight away from Boba Fett. I think that 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 was smart. But yeah, it was yeah, it was kind of cool seeing an X wing in that in that like rebel or in that I'm sorry the well, I'm thinking of Battlefront here. The I forgot what they called like little depot <laughs> or whatever. So that was cool. Yeah, can I just say this is completely off topic, but you just remind me of something I meant to say at the start the the droids the two droids felt like i was watching battlefront gameplay it literally just felt like people just shooting at this thing and there was like what's the i think it's called like walker assault we have to destroy the two <laughs> the two um walkers it just felt like that but the walkers were the droids and i was just watching gameplay of the farmers go and try and destroy them yeah yeah and I'm just you're like, not even watching gameplay you're you're watching that moment when you die in the game and you're just watching everybody still going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was you're watching the NPCs carry on the fight. There's no players <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, literally. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was completely off topic, but I just That's had to funny. bring it up while I remembered. But um, 
we kind of talked about Cab Bane, but let's let's talk about what they did with him in this episode. So we have two standoffs, obviously. Um, and I mean, yeah, I guess the big thing is they decide to kill him off, which I don't know, as I said, really just sits not well with me because I feel like they they didn't fulfill the potential of having like an an incredible story about Boba and Cab Bane, which they definitely could have had, I feel like. And if they wanted to kill Cab Bane off, fine. But bring him in at the start of the series so we get like a proper sort of not even send off but just like you know cad bane final arc (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know i'm honestly really bummed out about this parks what do you think uh for starters when cad bane showed up last week that was most certainly the highlight of the episode for me you know, this was something we were waiting to see and beyond it being fan service, which is not inherently a bad thing ever, you know, as long as it's in service of the story. Yeah. Um, you know, we know that Cad Bane has connections to Boba. Their biggest connection comes through a Clone Wars arc that was never finished production, unfortunately. Um, it would have been really nice if it actually came out in season seven for the sake yeah. of the series, but <laughs> too late for that. Um, anyway, uh, I was, yeah, it was great. And, and, uh, like, like you guys said, it would have been nice if he was in here earlier because, or introduced in an earlier episode, because I felt he was used for me. He was used the perfect amount in this episode. The problem was again, everything leading up to this, his introduction was last week. The conflict and resolution was all this episode with, with Boba and Cad Bane. And that was like just too much to do. And, and, I think it had the right ending. You know, I think that they did it very well. I think there's a, a very, for me, there was a compelling character conflict between Cad Bane and Boba. It's it's sort of the, the classic sort of George Lucas approach to storytelling where if it looks, if, if it's, if it's like a monochromatic color or if it's, or if it's black or if it's dark and scary, or if it has horns on its head and has red and black face paint, it's probably evil. Like it's, <laughs> it's safe to assume that. And Cad Bane looks evil. And he is like evil, like he's, he's heartless. He he's, you know, he's, he's scummy as it, as it comes. Um, and all that comes through. I, I, I loved what they did with him, like in terms of his presence um, and how he's trying to goad Boba Fett. I wish he had more to goad Boba Fett with. I wish they could have. And again, this is me being like, uh, like, you know, a, a Star Wars fan who's so engrossed in, Cad Bane's history and Boba Fett's history. I wish they they touched on more of that history. I know some people were saying, like, you know, there's been a flashback in every episode. They could have a flashback to that moment yeah, we never saw. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. And I mean, we haven't seen it, so it's not like you know, technically like hard canon, but toward the end, you know, like Cad before Cad Bane says his last line, he says, like, let me give you one last lesson, Boba. So it's kind of like, how great would this have been if we saw those, like that original story in some capacity, you know, somewhere down the line, like a flashback um, of some kind with, with Boba Fett under Cad Bane's wing. So you can understand Cad Bane as sort of like this mentor figure for him to, for Cad Bane to become like this almost evil archetype mentor here in the finale that Boba Fett overcomes. Like I've risen above you. It's it's almost like um like twin sons in Rebels with with yeah. Ben Kenobi and Maul where you have two characters that have been at odds and then here's one and here's the moment where 
you know, it's fi- finally evidently clear who's on top. Um, so yeah, it, it, I, I thought they handled Cad Bane well personally and, and Corey Burton's delivery. I said it earlier is, is, was fantastic. Um, the, especially the line towards like his last line, like, uh, look out for yourself. Anything else, anything less is weakness. And the way he said weakness, I was like, boy, this guy really believes in like this way of life. Um, so yeah, to reiterate, of course, the problem with Bane, I think was everything up to now. And I suppose that creates a problem with this because this is supposed to be the payoff to that. And we didn't really have that, you know, so. For sure. Yeah. It's, I think you even, I think you brought up a, a great discussion about being hard canon. And even to me, it's been a while since I watched that like leaked cutscene or whatever, like from, you know, the animatic, record, yeah. the animatic recorded from, um, from someone's cell phone from celebration or whatnot. It's, so it's to me all these people that are just getting into you know the extended media outside of the films you know mandalorian boba fett be as as you're saying i wish they set up some type of i mean we know we just because we're in on the know we know what's going on with cad bane boba but what about everybody else i thought some of my friends who are watching the show that have watched clone wars have watched a little bit of rebels but aren't caught up in all the behind the scenes stuff they they don't know so besides besides Boba and Cad Bane's prison scene in Clone Wars, I don't think there's anything else to go off of. Just just in what's what's canon and what's you know available to everyone. Um, so yeah, that that very odd choice that they didn't uh, set anything up. And yeah, I think I think Cad Bane really could have benefited in the series. Loved him, loved him in the last uh, in the last episode. Just that two minute or however long it was, three minute sequence was a highlight of the series. Um, but they could have really benefited from having some sort of setup there. And you have the, the, the story device of the, the back, the tank or back, the pod serving as flashbacks to, you know, uh, develop Boba's uh, character to where he is now connect some dots and stuff. And I really thought they would, they would bring us back full circle with that, uh, like at least one more time. And it could have really benefited somehow here. And I love that Cad Bane even threw it in his face was like, why don't you go crawl into your back the pod or something like that? Yeah. So it's like, why didn't you give it to us? Yeah. You should have given us a scene with that. So, and you had the kid, you had the kid uh, actor, just put on some, you know, Mandalorian uh, little outfit and shoot a scene and call it a day. They could have had something very simple just to communicate with us, as you were saying, Parks, just that mentorship uh, relationship. And yeah, expand more on what give some more context, because, again, I know what's going on. But I thought about everyone else being confused, like, wait, what's Boba's relationship with this blue guy? Like, what's going on here? I, I really, I really, really wish they, they did something. But overall, I, I was I'm Cad Bane. I've been saying this since 2008, no, 2009, when he appeared in in Hostage Crisis. I was like why is everybody always up Boba Fett's rear end about him being the best bounty hunter? It's Cad Bane. He just held a whole hostage or the whole Senate building as hostage. Like, and he even that whole sequence where he's like, that dude fought even, Jedi. Yeah, literally, yeah, yeah exactly. He Jedi. fought Jedi and he even threatened the chancellor. Like, Holy, he went on another level and he was in league with Darth Sidious. It's, so I, I've always loved Cad Bane and I always, I've always um, preached that he's the best bounty hunter out there. So the fact that he died, I was like, 
No, he went out. He went out with 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 meaning, and he added to Boba's story at the end. If it, if it was someone like maybe someone that didn't relate to Boba's story as much, maybe as I'm trying to think of a a random bounty hunter here, but um, let's say like Forlom or 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 Zuckus. That's Zuckus just like, is like you remember me, <laughs> right? It's like what's going on here, boss? Boss would have been cool forget. too, but <laughs> yeah, you know. But Cad Bane really fit into Boba's story um but so i appreciated i appreciated that and their, their dialogue was really was really well done i think but yeah do you give us more context as to what was going on with them or just to the general audience because again we can follow the context clues but everyone else is probably like what's the history between these two guys and yeah i could have used yeah. a little bit more setup there but cad bane perfection uh rest in peace as as I already said i even though I'm a Cad Bane stan, uh, I hope he remains dead just because, um, yeah, yeah it, it would be kind of weird just to like, oh, hey, he's he's alive. And it takes away from from Boba Fett's cool little yeah. sequence there. And yeah, he held up his own against Boba and the Rancor. That was cool. <laughs> so there's a lot to yeah. be said about Cad Bane. And listen, if you miss Cad Bane, go watch him in Clone Wars. And he has a cool, I, I just can't believe he's still held up here because he was getting his his behind beat by fennec shand and bad batch so it's like yeah. everyone's oh yeah like, just... why did they not have a like when fennec right. walks out why was there yeah. not a yeah oh what the hell like right that i i, I feel like part of part of why we didn't get that and i don't you know know super like a whole bunch about it i i presume the story group at lucasfilm is very good about creating connections through like the star wars media where they can it could just be because of of when the stuff with Fennec Shannon and the Clone Wars was written versus when this was written. Maybe the time they had to write this versus when that was written. It just seems like a weird thing that didn't quite come to fruition. Um, and also, by the way, I thought it was a little strange that Fennec was absent for most of the episode because they sort of yeah. send her, like, go over to Mos Eisley, which is important, but we don't really see her until she gets there and then that's it. Like right, I, right. I was, I, I don't know. It would have been interesting. Maybe I know the episode had a lot of action, but could we maybe have like cut to her on a cool speeder chase and the, the pikes are maybe chasing her down and she's got to do some crazy assassin stuff where she's like on the speeder, but sniping them. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that, that's just the, 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 the fantasy that would play out in my head. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and, and in general, like that, that like, like Fennec not being there, um, I think even more than Boba Fett, I'm I'm a, I'm even more disappointed with, um, like how they handled Fennec in this show. You know, I've really enjoyed her dynamic with Boba Fett in those early episodes. I'd say that's one of the highlights of those few episodes. Is sort of the interplay between these characters, where Fennec and Boba yeah. don't see eye to eye on everything, and Fennec is sort of coming at things with a more sort of traditional bounty hunter mindset, and then, um. You know, Boba Fett is trying to to lead by this new sort of new rule of respect. Uh, I don't think she ever really completely comes around to his perspective, and nor and and then as well, like on top of how pretty much everyone here on Tatooine got sidelined in the last two episodes, she got sidelined in this episode uh, to a degree. She had some cool moments. Yeah. I liked the bit where she helped out the, you know, the um, the mods when they were like under fire. But yeah, then she was gone for the rest of it, um, which was a bit disappointing. So, yeah. you know what? I will say uh, they gave some. I agree with you. 
I, I wish they gave Fennec more. I feel like in episode four, they really like signified her place in the series. It's like, oh, we're yeah. only going to go up from here, right? Uh, and then, of course, we got that Mandalorian episode. But like, yeah, that it was it was a bit jarring at her involvement here just because I was like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Boba's on Boba man a few words. He's going to keep it short, simple. And Fennec is going to do most of the talking. Okay, cool. But it was just like the quite opposite. Um, also, I did appreciate those little moments where she was on the speeder. But as you said, it would have been cool seeing her like in a little firefight or whatnot. I will say, though, her 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 cool sequences of when she was taking out. Uh, she helped the Moss Espa Vespa gang. She, she just had like she was taking them out one by one. I'm like, yeah, Fennec being awesome. All right, cool. And then, of course, um, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But the, her little sequence at the end, that was. I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about that as well. But yeah, that was, yeah, Fennec Shand. (laughs) Yeah. No, and well, let's talk about her moment at the end there because she does kill pretty much all the leaders of the crime families plus the leader of the Pikes. Is that going to, I feel like they were setting up that that's maybe going to have some consequence because if that's all it took this whole time to end the war, then like what were we doing (laughs) this whole season? Go to the war room and I feel like that could, yeah. could potentially be like a season two setup for something maybe like whoever's you know sits higher on the hierarchy then the pike uh leader might come back and i don't know be unhappy about what's happened there so what right. do you guys think is of, of that scene and, and and the setup um yeah as i was alluding to earlier that scene was was perfection i love how she was just taking out one by one at first i was like who is this and i'm like oh all the little Crimson Dawn uh, people that were like, oh, I can't wait to see <laughs> Kira and stuff. You know, I I was like, oh, well, this this is Kira right here, but it was Fennec. And I was like, okay, cool. I prefer Fennec anyways. As Jacob said, this series could have used more Fennec and Boba. So as we got like a cool yeah. Fennec moment here, that was everything. And it kind of gruesome how the mayor was taken out. I was like, this, this is the Disney Plus show? sign me up <laughs> it was just, it was just really weird I, really it took a dark turn for a second but um yeah that was that was that was kind of cool and i'm interested to see uh if what what's going on here with the crime families and stuff but again i don't want to keep complaining but I, it just would have been more impactful if we didn't see the mayor just for like an episode it would have been like not not that I need to relate to his death and be like, oh man, that hits so hard. But yeah. look at it differently and be like, wow, his connection to A, B, and C are now really affected by this. You know, more more yeah. of, more of involved think uh, thinking uh, behind that. But yeah, that what a cool s- scene. And again, uh, the the Pike leader. I was just like, see you, bud. I was like, see about it. I was like, there's nothing. I was honestly like, you. thank God, you, you are not, a, you, you are not uh, a good villain. No, nope. let's move on. But, but um, I will say, Phil Lamar, Phil Lamar, who does the voice acting, it was. I forgot to mention this. In oh, the actually, opening. Yeah. no. You're so right. cool seeing yeah. Corey Burton, Clone Wars voice actor, Phil Lamar, Clone Wars voice actor, have an exchange yeah. in live action. No. That was I fanboyed yeah. to my brother about that. that. Cool. I was like, do you know the implications of this? Do you know how long I've waited? <laughs> for this something yeah. like this so that was that was cool Corey burton and phil lamar i bow to you goaded definitely yeah. um i want to talk about their action i've already harped on about it we don't need to hear me talk anymore about it Parks, <laughs> i'd love to hear your take do you agree do you completely disagree where are you at on it i don't know for me the action is for me the action was where the episode really shined um i will agree 
like some it, it, you know it does having with these wall-to-wall action sequences without sort of the respite in between does make it a little stale after a while especially when again reflecting far less so the problems of this episode and more so the problems of the show leading up to this point you might not be terribly invested in all the characters here you know we had a scene or two with Freetown in the last episode we've had like really we we had it we had we had the the mods back in episode three but their introduction came with sort of the expectation that like oh you know we're gonna see more of these guys like we're gonna get more into maybe their perspective like what mosespa means to them like like again like i said earlier we don't need their backstories we don't need like you know we don't need the star wars novel sort of uh uh reflection on who these characters are i just want to have a reason to care about them more um and having all these parties involved that like beyond sort of the other Star Wars media that they appear in, for example, you know, Chris Anton appearing in comics and stuff. Um, I wasn't like terribly invested in, in their survival, but I was very entertained. And um, I think there was some really great choreography and some of the action. Uh, the Mando Boba duo duo is just chef's kiss. Yeah, like that was good. I admit. Yeah. We got some, you know, like I, honestly, some of my favorite action from season two of The Mandalorian is like in um, uh, season two, episode three with with uh, Bo-Katan and Mando on the ship and they're just cleaning house. And it's just great to see Mandalorians like fighting together. And, you know, ultimately, that's what Mandal- being a Mandalorian is about. Um, so to have that sort of you have like this this brotherhood with with Mando and Boba Fett sort of blossoming on screen as they're defending most Sespa and everything you said about the scene where Mando's sort of declaring his honor. And I feel like where, you know, the armor has maybe made um, a statement like this is the way seem like maybe a, a contradictory declaration of, of like what the creed stands for. Mando genuinely uses that statement. Din Djarin genuinely uses that statement when he truly believes in, in like sort of the goodness of the cause he's fighting for. So when he says, this is the way, like there's real weight to that. So yeah, it was great seeing their sort of duo I, yeah, I will agree. The action does take a hit when those uh, like scorpion droids show up on the screen. The droidica ripoffs, I like to call. Yeah, them. <laughs> and I, it's it's very it's very funny how new Star Wars media will just tickle a part of my brain because I was watching that and I just was like, like as an audience member, I've seen the Clone Wars. I'm like, come on, guys, we need we need droid poppers. We need Din Djarin yeah. to slowly go with his lightsaber and just stab it like. It's not that hard to figure out, but yeah, um, they didn't have. He was just like that. hacking at it with the dark saber for yeah. a second, and I'm just like, oh right. my god! And Can you could still see like you could see that element of him fighting against the dark saber too, like what the armor yeah, mentioned, guess, yeah. right? One or right. two ago, but um, it had it had fun beats. The rancor, God, that was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that was like that was good. If you showed like the 10 minute sequence, like front to back of the Rancor with like the Cad Bane fight with Grogu doing his stuff, like to a Star Wars fan, like 10 years ago, like what the heck would they think? It would, it would just right. blow their mind. It's so awesome. No, um, I agree with you. And one last comment with the action. I think people, I think, I think people overlook how difficult it is to edit action. Um, sure, you know, you're, true. you're not only like, 
you know, having to choreograph this stuff beforehand, but you're using multiple camera setups, you're sort of navigating the geography of the scene you've laid out, you're, you're working with all of these actors, and then you're trying to, in the editing room, you're trying to cut that in a way where the action is not only exciting, but it's coherent, and it tells a story. Um, so for me, when the, like, for me, that's the hardest possible thing to edit is, is action. You know, editing a dialogue scene well is very important in interaction between characters, ensuring that there's ample pauses there, ensuring that, you know, things are communicated non-verbally as well as verbally. But with action, you know, you're you're trying to tell a story in chaos. Um, and yeah. considering how much action there is in this episode, I thought it, it was kind of a remarkable achievement that they were able to pull that all off and it'd be as entertaining as it is. That being said, there was by no means did all the action in the show or 80% of it have to be in this episode. Um, mm. Because I imagine when they were working on this show, this was the episode that probably spent the longest time in production and the longest time in post-production just because of how complicated yeah. it is. So yeah. there is an achievement in that into itself. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I had fun. You know, and there was a lot of goofy stuff that I really liked. I know a clip that's been going around on Twitter huh. a whole bunch was um, the one mod like doing the spin and then shooting. And at first I watched my friend and I was like, what? Like, but yeah. the more I watched it, the more I thought of like stuff in the prequels, like when the Jedi are confronting Palpatine in his office and Palpatine does the twirl through the air. And then a couple of years ago, that was like the shooting stars meme. So yeah, like, yeah. to me, it, it just, it just feels very at home in star Wars. And I, I, I love, I like where last night I was like very confused today. I was like, you know what? That's fun. I like that. That's kind of goofy. I think that's, yeah. I think it's neat. Yeah. I think parks. <laughs> no, you did not just bring that up. I'm sorry. I gave you a brain blast. I'm sorry. About no that. way. You just <laughs> took me back to 2016 and that was, Oh, gosh sorry yeah. i just had a, i need a moment go ahead <laughs> yeah i mean i think something else i just really didn't like about the action well i mean there was a bunch but one of the things was like the scope of it like it just felt like farmers and mod people versus like droids i was like this is the book of boba fett like i don't know i just felt like what are we doing here it just didn't quite feel right also like i i kind of see what they were going for with like the mod girl and the farmer girl trying to like i don't know have this whole thing of like farmer people and city people unite yes. but yeah. that just like built in story i was like this episode's already got so much going on like i was like, i just did not need that at all to be completely honest and i just i don't know i, I didn't like it and, and they just felt like a lot of the good guys shoot the bad guys and they die but the bad guys just stand out in the open like waiting to get shot also, every time they shot, like, one of the good guys, they'll be fine. Like, Chrysanthemum got shot probably, like, 15 times. <laughs> Din and Boba obviously have their armor, like, just... And the Rancor was getting, like, beat up as well. Like, I, man, that thing got beat up, and it was just completely fine. And I don't know, just... Everything just felt a bit off to me, but... I, I don't know. Oh, I like... I, I like... I really like the action, um, just because I set my expectations really low. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. I set my, I set my, I set my expectations really low, not on purpose, but I was just scared the way this series was going. I was like, man, they keep building this war up. It's not going to be as epic as they say. I thought, it, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool, but I was like, it's just going to be like a little shootout in, in alleyways and 
and across the streets and stuff. I thought it was just going to be like some little petty shootout as they were in the beginning. But when they brought out those droids, I thought the game immediately changed. I was like, oh, this is what this this is what it needed. It like raised the stakes of not just only, um, you know, the for the threat that they had, but also they keep projecting this message of protecting the city, not wanting to destroy it. And now you have these two monstrosities going down the streets, wrecking shop. Right. So I thought I thought it was uh, interesting. It was like a new newer aspect. And by the way, fact. Those uh, Droidica lookalikes are actually concept art for Droidicas, I believe, in from Attack oh, wow. of the Clones. Like they nice. literally took that, and I think it was, they appeared in Legends as well. But there's some trivia. So, um, I think, man, if they, this this city, town, whatever, looks really big, but in this action sequences, I was like, man, it keeps. We're in the same. We're on the same street. We're on the same block. That's what it felt like. It felt like we were on the same block. Also, um, I'm just throwing all, all my mental notes that I have about all this stuff. How dumb, how dumb was it that you had Black Crescent? You just, they just stuck out like sore thumbs. You had Black Crescent in one corner. You had two Gamorrean guards, another sector. Then you had all the mods. Patrol. I'm like, could you guys be more obvious? Could you guys yeah. be more obvious? All these colorful yeah. characters out in broad daylight and everyone else blends with <laughs> literally the background with the walls of of the houses and stuff and yet you had all these colorful characters around i'm like hmm hmm, no one's gonna see you but that was just a thought i had and uh what was my other one um we had fight that yeah that fight was cool um boba boba and den boba and den that was epic i'm telling you major domo what a what a lad when he came out it's just like hey uh you know running that thing down he's like oh wait and then you just had them blast off and save him. That was that was really, really, really epic. And seeing both of them, not only was was it cool seeing Boba like help Mando out and stuff, but it was just vice versa. It's like, man, give me more of the, more of this duo. That was really that was really epic. But um, as I said, I appreciated the action. Some of it, yeah, it would, there there were goofy moments where it's like man get cover like there's all these pikes running around it's like shoot them shoot like why are yeah, you letting them yeah. get away i you know and there's yeah definitely goofy moments and parks to what you said it's i could just imagine myself trying to direct a two a, like a two person fight and trying to direct that and yeah. trying to make sure it's coherent makes sense if you get punched this way this is how you will react and vice versa so I could just imagine what kind of scale this fight was. Cause I think it's one of the larger fights in the Mandelverse, if I'm not mistaken, if not the yeah. largest kind of, so um, it, it, it was really cool. But as I said, I wish it was, it didn't feel like we were on the same block, but at the same time, really cool. It would have been cool if, if the Rancor, I was about to say Godzilla, the Rancor took out one droid and um, the people took out another somehow that would have been felt very like clone back to our clone wars roots um, but yeah, Parks, as you said, I was sitting there being like, um, is they, was they Filoni on set this day where, where he could like, you know, tell them, Hey, in my episode of Clone Wars in the Onderon arc, you know, we actually trained, uh, rebels <laughs> to infiltrate shields. And I like, yeah. I like that they address that though, like uh, our velocity and they gave like some technical answer. I was like, okay, I'm cool with it. So yeah, that was, that was yeah. pretty cool. But like, yeah, the, man, I didn't, who knew that these droids, which with shields would be more threatening than than the pike sig uh crazy stuff yeah. crazy stuff but yeah ari 
I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the fight, man. <laughs> the, the the big battle, but I kind of did. Like I said, I came into this thinking, oh, it's going to be like a little petty battle, like down the street, down the alleyway. And it just turned into like a big, um, into a big fight. And I did not appreciate the inconsistency with this episode with our good old, uh, this, the, the gangs, the streets of uh, Mos Espa or whatever. You had these, these mods attacking city folk and stealing from them and all of a sudden they're part of the city folk and they want to defend the city folk i feel like we need an episode with them i'm just kidding i don't yeah i don't you know you know what i'm saying (laughs) i don't don't know about that i was like really that felt so off though i was like oh now you guys care about them you guys were stealing water from an old man and now you guys care but i don't know for me it was it was cool seeing them on vespas again and coming down the streets and it didn't it wasn't so slow this time share that yeah. but yeah it, yeah it just it didn't there was no really s- solid reason for them to be involved with boba's story it just felt like a robert rodriguez thing being like i want these people to be present in these in this show you know i want i want these yeah. cool looking robots right so other than that um i really kind of wish they first they gave us like a cool answer you can make some illusions with fennec being a mod kind of a mod as well you know being you know boba having respect for these people but it would have been really cool to involve them more in this even though i know not popular characters just make it a reason because they just stick out like why does boba care about them and to be honest this whole series is like why does boba care this series like literally gave us no reasons as to why boba cares about them but whatevs we live on we we live on <laughs> yeah i feel like um oh by the way before we go on um bit, we'll probably keep going for another half an hour or so thanks to everyone tuning in make sure you drop comment hit like um yeah yeah engage with us we're happy to read out comments and everything so i'll read uh, yeah go for it if, if you're in the live chat we'll start reading out some some live comments that you guys have so go yeah. for it. if anything we said you want to add to make sure you put it on the comments yeah. so appreciate you guys watching live yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, also to really want to touch on the rancor for a sec. We've already talked about him, but um uh, first of all, am I the only one that picked up on this when uh the rancor is holding the droid just before it rips it apart, Boba's like, do it. And then he like and I was like, oh, <laughs> I really hope that wasn't they weren't trying to do some like palpatine thing there, because if it was, I I thought they they were, but no one else is seems to be talking about it because I didn't I didn't detect they, that. Yeah, I mean, to be completely that honest, felt natural I to me. Thought, it was fun. Yeah, I, I mean, know. hopefully it was. Hopefully it was. But um, yeah. anyway, uh, but there's a whole thing like rancors. They're they're emotionally complex creatures. We get that in uh, chapter three or something, and then yeah. in this one, as soon as Boba hops off, starts running around the city, tearing everything down. Like, and I was like, oh, I feel like we we had a connection with the rancor, and now it's just like. I don't know, it's just running no, around. It was an emotionally bad things. day. It's fine. I, I I'm okay <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really vibe with it. What did you think, Parks? I think that's just another instance where like the the problem is is like we're we are missing a scene where Boba is training with the Rancor or you know, is is something with the Rancor. You know, I just want to be more yeah. like we have that introduction scene and like so much of the show there is an introduction and then there's a resolution there's not a whole yeah. lot of conflict in the middle with a whole yeah. lot of the arcs or, or elements that are introduced and um yeah yeah i i i was very fun um and i was thinking about that that 
sentiment about Rancors being emotionally complex creatures towards the end with with Grogu, but also that we've seen Jedi put like animals to sleep before. So it's not like that's not like the most uh like precedent like like that's not the most obvious sort of read of that that scene either. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I it, it is what it is ultimately. It, you know, I I think I I enjoy this episode on the merits of like uh this was the right way to end the show given that the other two episodes were actually dedicated to the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I know some people will push back on that. I you know, I saw a lot of really honestly great threads last week sort of you know, going into uh, how Mando's story relates to Boba, how perhaps all of the different characters like last week, like Luke and Ahsoka relate to Boba. But I don't know. To me, they they take more away than they add to it, or they mm-hmm. took more yeah. away than they added to it. Um, and, uh, you know, the, 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 the Rancor is just one of many examples in this episode of that. Um, yeah. Also, before I forget this, sort of jumping back in the episode here, but you mentioned it, Mike, and I just had to bring it up. We all saw like the betrayal of like the crime families in Mos Espa from a mile away. Right. Like, yeah, that was the flattest twist I've ever seen in star Wars. (laughs) They did not like from the get go, there was no faith in it happening. There's a line from Fennec, like early episode where she says something like, you know, they're, they're not going to turn on us. They turn on us. Oh no, everything's going yeah, wrong. What yeah. are we gonna do? And it's like, all right, I guess it's action time. Like I'm not. I wasn't. Right. I I was just taken right out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm am t- telling you, like, and and I don't I don't I don't care that I re- I'm repeating this. This literally could have used a proper penultimate episode where you set a lot of these things up, or you you don't have this Mandos verse stuff in here. You get those episodes out. I get it. Yeah. We got to see them at some point, but maybe do a summer special and be like. Yo, we're <laughs> dropping. We're dropping. They did that Rebels with used Rebels. To do that. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. could. They did that with Rebel Siege of Lothon, and and now it's on everyone's streaming. But like to get kids to sit down during the summer in, in North America and be like, "Yo, we're drop. We're dropping season two early. We're saying the premiere. Do yeah. do something like that where it doesn't take away from the story. Um, uh, from from Boba Fett because Ari was talking about it earlier. But I'm looking back at the series and being like, man. Real a lot of I hate I hate being that guy like man a lot of missed opportunities but yeah literally missed opportunities and stuff that you guys just didn't expand on because you were too busy playing with your other toys that's literally what yeah. it was you got you got a new toy you got Boba Fett being like man I'm getting tired of playing with him already I gotta go play with my favorite ones, back to the old go, ones. you yeah. go back to the old ones your comfort ones and it's like no you gotta play with the new one you gotta break the new character in you know even though Boba's been around for forty plus years yeah. but yeah. They, it, when, what they could have done with that dinner scene was so epic. It, um, it, it, oh, man, I just could have, I could have had a whole episode of just dial conversations, no action, just conversations like that. I'm, I'm yeah. just, I'm just that type of fella, but I could have used that. But um, I just want to really uh, read some, if, if we can, some live. Yeah, chat I was going to say, let's, let's just read some comments. I'll start with Jacob who says, I really loved the Boba Mando duo. That was my favorite moment of the episode. I really hope we continue to see them team up in the future. Yes, I agree. As we said, that was definitely a highlight. Um, that I, as I, I didn't like the action, but that was my favorite part where the two of them fly up on their jetpacks yeah. and like they almost like uh, use the major domo as like a distraction. They were like, "Psych, here we are!" Like, 
I don't know. You I know, just like that. You know what's you know what's funny is that so so many people at the I think we were at the episode three where you know they instead of Boba using his jetpack to to catch up to the major domo, it's these slow yeah. slow Vespas. I'll be nice. Yeah, these yeah. slow Vespas, right? And it's like, well, you know, there's not a lot of budget for these TV shows, so they probably can't use the jetpack properly. And yeah. I'm, and then we get last week's episode with the Luke CGI and stuff, and it's like, well, we know where all the budget went, but um, <laughs> yeah. you know, but then we actually got some cool. See, they had some money left. They had some dinero left, where we actually got to see like as Jacob uh, or Ari was saying about them flying and stuff, zipping around. That was epic. That was epic. Definitely. I, I, I. Before we move on, I also want to say like some of that jetpack stuff, some of the some of the line work with the jetpacks, like there's yeah. one shot where Boba just like crashes into the ground, like he, he <laughs> takes it all in the knees and I'm like, and the sand is flying up. I'm like, ah, yeah. it's so good. Like, yes. Um, and, and there was another move where when the Scorpion droid first came out and Boba's like right in its line of fire and then he jetpack boosts over here. I'm like, that's a that was a battlefront maneuver right there. That was yes. that was yes. clean. Yeah, um, I love that. You I enjoyed that, that stuff. I where they use the jetpack and the choreography, it was used really well. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Uh, Michelle says, "I feel like everything comes back to not having enough context or story, especially since the two episode long detour." Yeah, I completely yep. agree. Yep. This, this, you know what this show could have used two more episodes, and uh, you know what they did? They just took two episodes out for some reason. So, yes, Michelle, uh, I completely agree. Um, Jasper says, I like the fight Jasper. scenes a lot too, but, but I agree. It would have been nice to have the city people take one of the droids out too. Yeah. I'm glad you agree, agree with me, Jasper. <laughs> and and, and this, in the vein where this like episode reminded me of like Rebels, it also made me realize like, man, I think Rebels sort of did this story a little bit better with Low Fall. Granted, mm-hmm. Rebels has way more episodes than this show, way more screen time than this show. But yeah. um really all the all the show need to do to to really make like a lot of these characters more interesting in the final fight and to, and to add stakes to their survival was boba needed to spend more time like and we just need to spend more time interacting with the community throughout the series you yeah, know we exactly. finally got we, we we got that from we got we got that from the start to be fair with with garza and then we got that with um the mods in episode three but that's kind of where it ended you know we didn't really get yeah. any more of that we got the crime families but it would have been cool maybe to see how people feel about the crime families. Like maybe right. they, they, yeah. they're trying to do things and the crime families are again, like representing this conflict with Boba, which is sort of fear versus respect or fear versus honor rather. Um, and, and, you know, the people want to live in their own rights and the people are preventing them from doing that. And then these very same people are essentially fighting for their, their freedom, you know, and, yeah. and the final battle here. It's called Freetown yeah they're fighting oh. for not not just not just free town now but free planet uh, yeah but yeah uh it, it needed more of that you know right especially exactly. since we've been on Tatooine for forever the new hope uh, phantom menace we got some cool clone wars episodes on Tatooine. so yeah we could have yeah. seen a lot more of just the community and stuff like how how were the pod race uh events uh affected by uh you know the spice mm, and stuff like true, that yeah they just it, it just you have a really cool setup with spice and you could do a lot but they yeah they just, they just fold it in yeah. i want to say as well with spice like i you know it i i i think it is a little frustrating how vague spice is like sometimes like 
Yeah. We know what spice is, and they explain it pretty well in like Clone Wars season seven, like the uses for spice, you know, like, but um I think for the sake of this show, it should have been made very clear, like this is what spice can do. This is what it's yeah. used for. Right. And also there is a sense where spice is not necessarily like used for for like drugs or anything like that but it can also be used for like actual yeah. like medical yeah as equipment. you say in clone Wars season seven like ahsoka straight up says like think of all the good this spice could do or something like that and then of course chase dumps it but i, equ- I equate the treatment that's way behind of... us <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i i equate the treatment of spice in this series the way uh what's his name Cobb vanth just kicks it it's like oh spice and then he just like kicks it open and just lets it all spill out into the into the openness of the desert. Same with the Tuscans, where they just start all like dropping it and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. kind of what the creators are doing. It's like you could have done some really cool things with Spice, but you're just throwing it all away. All right. Yeah. I, exactly. Maybe like I would have wanted Spice to be more of like a MacGuffin, where it's like, you know, like it, like if you it, line from Dune, like he who controls the Spice controls like the the universe or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, like if there was more of an emphasis on its use, it, it could have come across better. Anyway, literally, yeah, yeah. Um, Chelsea says, "I'm late to chat, but all I have to add is that farm girl and Jessica <laughs> girl uh, are girlfriends, girlfriends now. now. That's it. Yeah, yes. I mean, as I said, didn't love that they were in this episode, like, but I would have liked if you know they could have their own thing, like. But this, it was just like this episode didn't seem like the time for them to come in, but no, no, no. I'm, 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 with, I'm with Chelsea though. I'm with Chelsea." I felt like I felt like you got I felt like there's moments where I'm like, man, I really wish we were with the soldiers. And I like that um, they they were showing the aspect because it, they alluded in the last episode, like, no, that's a city folk problem. And it's like yeah. to see them come together. It was like it wasn't up. It wasn't so up in your face. But you're like, wow, this is the moral dilemma of the episode. It was just like a cool little thing to add. It was just it was kind of like in the background. I don't know. So when you got this cool moment between them and even switching weapons, I was like. Hey, I dig it. That's cool. You're not really projecting in your face anything. It was just like a cool little like, hey, we're going to make the background uh, uh, not so seamless, but a lot more uh, playing into the actual main story rather than having these guys as like, what do you call them? Um, uh, cannon fodder, where they're just there yeah, to yeah. like bite bullets and stuff like you actually have them important to the story. So I kind of I, I kind of dug it. Nothing too important, though, but it was just cool. Yeah, for sure. One thing I, I, I want to add as well, one thing I look forward to, like, with sort of the ongoing Mandoverse is that we could see a lot of these characters again, you know, and, yeah, and, and well, like, yeah, someone like Cobb Vanth just jumps into right. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. And to the point earlier with, like, Boba and Mando, something I'm very excited to see going forward is sort of, like, the ongoing brotherhood between these two characters. Yeah. I can see this going, like, really far and doing some really awesome things. And I'm just, yeah. like, while this show may have disappointed me as a Boba Fett fan, the aspect of of Boba and Mando like being buddies in the future that that makes me really excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and that's why the last episode infuriated not infuriated me. I don't want to be dramatic, but it like got me upset when. <laughs> no, you're when, not being dramatic. It definitely did infuriate him. When, when I've been hearing had, about it all week. Oh man, that last episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, even even in, in prep when we we're doing prep for the for the show today. Ari was talking about how his taste for this and he's like do you think this is the weakest episode and I was like no Talk, ask me you should ask me this a week ago if, you know it was, yeah. if we had a funny combo behind the scenes but yeah um when you have Boba Fett, they, I think they had good synergy in the Mandalorian Boba Fett Mando 
and then when when Boba just when Boba just looks at, at Din in the last episode, I was just like, "That's it. That, that's all you got. Like, you guys aren't gonna exchange words." Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. As Jacob says, the two Mando episodes really did take away a good chunk of plot from the series. In reality, this series is only five episodes. Exactly right. The one thing that Boba Fett needed was more time in the middle, and they spent all their time in the middle with another show, which is. Right. Very frustrating. But uh, Jacob also asked, do you guys think we'll get a second season? Which is something we were going to bring up. So thanks for asking. Um, thanks, Jake. And I would say at this point, I just don't really care. Like, I, I and it, it hurts <laughs> to say that, but I just like, I want to care. And I want to be someone who's like, yes, let's go have a second season. But I'm just like, if you guys do a second season, for all I know, half of it's going to be another show. It's going to be so distracting. Like, I just, I don't know. It, I'll, here's what I will say. I really want to see boba fett's story continue boba fett's story, yes though. yeah yes. that's what i would say so yeah. yeah uh and do i think it though i think i think yeah i think they'll probably do a second season yeah what do you guys um think? i'm with you yeah i yeah i they might i it could be a thing where you know we get more mando seasons and then they'll announce another book of boba fett season down the line when they found like another opportunity to Let's have another Boba Fett chapter, essentially. Um, yeah. At the same time, though, I'm like, man, like, I, I feel like, you know, and, and that's any show. Like, you know, they have, there's such a almost like all too perfect resolution at the end um, that it almost feels like you really can't do anything more with it. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, there's stuff with Cobb Vanth, and we have so many characters on Tatooine now we can play around with. Uh, that would be a lot of fun and so many more we could do in the future, you know, yeah. Uh, hashtag where's Bosk. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. That, which yeah. is crazy to me that he never showed up, but I agree. And, yeah. and like, they even set up the whole Trandoshan Wookiee, like, thing. right. So great. Like, Why you had, bizarre. you had yeah. amazing Trandoshan costumes. You did not yeah, use yeah. Bosk. It's, it's baffling. Um, at the same time though, if they go into a second season, I'm just going to be, I don't know. There are so many things about the season that it was like, you 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 played with some really great stuff with like Boba Fett's story, like Cad Bane, but that's over. Cad Bane's dead, which is fine, yeah. but like you 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 skewed so much of the execution up to that point that I'm like, God, I don't know. I I I almost, you know, I, I think I've, some people have said like Boba Fett is the problem with the show. I've seen that take around, and I I don't. I think that's people just sort of playing off of like you know what's like the last two episodes like because they yeah they were really enjoyable for a lot of people but if if you gave boba fett the full seven episodes if you gave him a chance yeah. to really live out the story maybe people's opinions would be different you right, know yeah. and um outside to interject mike but alexander says half the show was about mando and grogu and they already did most of the flashbacks of his story so no season two i I kind of see what you're saying, but I feel like, yeah, they've done the flashbacks. You're right. But I want to see the current day stuff. Like, uh, I feel like, yeah, they did the flashbacks really well, but it's like, come on, let's get some, let's get some good present day Boba. Because for me, at least, I feel like the only really good, like solid present day Boba we got was in Mandalorian. So that if they were going to do a season two, like, yeah, I don't necessarily think they just did this show to, um, like to have flashbacks to explain how Boba got to Mandalorian. So um i yeah i would hope i think they, they do, do a season two it's like a, it's a <laughs> boba day current story but um yeah yeah for sure what are you gonna yeah. say mike uh 
the clear i mean it's all right there they they had some allusions to a, a, a story continuation um you had someone saying that they were was it the mayor or someone the pike the pike guy where they were like oh i need to report this or something and people are like who are, who's he going to report to crimson dawn so i think it's to, at this point i don't care i kinda, <laughs> i was like i was iffy of crimson dawn i was just like eh, i don't really care i just really want this to it's again it's called the book of boba fett there's so many aspects that you could have uh taken this with and hey if you wanted this whole this whole um season to be a revenge tour great so there were moments where it definitely felt like that yeah right life is a highway you could have definitely <laughs> yeah. done that with, with sense, boba yeah. fett sure is. but it's it, but it, you <laughs> literally it's all right it's just all there like you easily had a cool story but i again i think they were playing uh, into the hand of like expanding the Mandalverse at times, and like I said, do what you got to do to set up. You know, you gotta. Here, here's a smart thing: the business side, right? You have this really successful show at is you know in the Mandalorian. You got Grogu phenomenon, world phenomenon, culture phenomenon. Cool, Mandal as well. Okay, cool. You want to get the Mandal Grogu fans to watch Boba Fett? I'm all in. Bring bring Mandal yeah. in, bring yeah. Grogu in, but don't let them take the spotlight away from Boba Fett. don't and here's the thing here's the thing you had boba fett take like for a moment he just took the spotlight in in the man lore and he had this really cool uh, action sequence where everybody was like who's this boba fett guy who who wasn't a star wars fan or who wasn't in on the know so yeah um i had that happen to one of my friends and she went ahead and and watched clone wars and stuff like that and watched all the movies but anyways yeah yeah i would i would totally love a season two but at the same time i'm like hmm do i really want another roller coaster of like man the episode was so great i'm talking about uh, chapter two and then the next week being like uh, next week next week yeah. it's gonna be that was me all this time after episode two i was like no it's gonna be next week next week so it's gonna it's gonna hit yeah, it as, yeah, yeah. as parks you came on for episode or chapter three and you were like next week i wanted to be all uh what, what'd you say all killer no filler as they yeah, say yeah bring it, yeah yeah and bring I, all the killer no that, filler i'm gonna be honest remember, like no offense to rodriguez but that comment has not aged very well nope no none of his comments by like, all killer oh, no filler he yeah. meant we actually removed all the filling in the middle like yeah exactly <laughs> all the, but, um, and we've killed the show the, oh, no literally man. and all the comments that he has said about uh, the marketing of the show of being like oh this this show over delivers all his comments have aged yeah. terribly i'm sorry he just and this is coming from a guy that actually kind of likes this show a lot but yeah exactly. uh, at least the boba fett stuff but um, man man yeah. give you know what i'm gonna i have this book here it's called be more boba fett <laughs> What and is that? I consider this. Give it, give it to John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he could read that. You, no, you drop. Not, love you, John. But <laughs> love you, John. The Book of Boba Fett. I would love if it. If we it we actually have the Book of Boba Fett right here. Yeah. You should have. Yeah. Should have right here. It's, it's all in the blueprint. <laughs> that's the real Book of Boba Fett right there. But <laughs> that's the ask. Um, did you guys already talk about the jump scare when you thought Luke was in the X wing? Because Jasper did actually watch with us, and we were all like, "Oh no! Oh no! Please don't be Luke." But um, thank God, Grogu popped up. Um, yeah. He also said, we only ever spent time in the cantina and they were all dead. Yeah, to add what we were talking to about before, it would be nice to n- get to know like the streets of Mos Espa. And then the one place we got to know just got blown up. So I was like, well. That was one at- of those things like where seeing the escalation of the conflict would have really been felt. Because yes. when Boba and yeah. Fennec were standing there, they could have seen like 
maybe how their actions led to this. If they did something that provoked the Pikes to did that. All they did was like, all they really did to provoke that was just being there. Yeah. And so it just feels kind of unfair, you know. You, Jas- um, Jasper, sorry, Parks, so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, okay, last week when we reviewed uh, the, the last chapter, um, Ari, Ari was like, very nicely he said, he asked me, Mike, what do you think about uh, Garza, whatever her name is, Garza's uh, Cantina? Garza's they 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 made me care so much about that character, and then they just took her away, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about her Cantina blowing up? I was like, I, I implore everyone to go watch any other TV series yeah. that's not Star Wars because this has had some of the most sloppy writing. Right it came when, out of nowhere. Yeah. It came out of nowhere, and it was like it was. It would have just... been a good moment if there was. Yeah, you know. Well, look at what Michelle just said. I'd take a season two, but not in my shot. Yeah. I hear what you I mean, I doubt they'd ever do that, but yeah, I hear you. And as I say with Kenobi, I'm like, yes, can we watch something that wasn't written by right. John Favreau? Yeah. I, I literally do. I love John Favreau. I just want to make that clear. But, However, I would love to watch some live action styles that wasn't written by him. Right. And you can very clearly see, like, in the last two episodes, the like the love and affection John and Dave have for Mando and his like you know his his sort of yeah. side of of like the storytelling and it is done exceedingly well um it, it's just like you know obviously the the entire problem of that taking away from boba so they can keep writing mando that's fantastic yeah. let them keep oh, doing definitely, that definitely, definitely. but um it's it's so it's so i don't know i I'm really want to know more about Obi-Wan. Because if, if if they wrote Obi Wan, it'd be like halfway through. Oh, young, ten year younger Dinjar, and here he is. Like, <laughs> no, I, I hate that we're saying that, but like, no. you know, let, yeah. let they, them let yeah. let them move into the producer role. I mean, you can still yeah. you know have shows like Boba Fett and have it contribute contribute to the Mandalverse, but you don't have to yeah. write the entire damn thing. You can sit more on the producer role. You know, like Kathleen Kennedy does and have input every now and then. And like Kevin Feige does, he doesn't write and direct every single MCU movie. He's in the producer role. You can have that with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Sit at the producer chair, be in all those meetings, help guide, plant the story, plant the seeds, and let other people come in and tend the garden. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they literally could take that approach just because it, a lot of this fe- felt stale um, and it just felt very, um, I think Ari said this a lot, corporate, a lot of corporate synergy. It just felt very yeah. like, a lot, it felt like we cut corners a lot just to, again, to fit into Mando's story, to fit into Grogu's story. And I don't know about you guys, but I kind of feel that emotional scene. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to see that emotional scene anymore the way I have, the, the way I did the first time with, with Din departing uh, with Grogu. Because now it's oh, just yeah. like, well, exactly. That is a we're back together. Point. That is a fantastic point. That that scene implies that they're about to spend a mammoth amount of time not together and huh. like that. The next, like, I haven't thought about just that. like that because so. that scene yeah. destroys me. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've never cried so much at any scene in Star Wars than that scene at the end of Mando season two. Yeah, and I don't want to say what they did here undercuts it, but like. They definitely revert it back to the status quo of Mando and Grogu are right. doing adventures together, right? Um, which I'm fine with. But it's like, you know, there was something very meaningful about about like if you look at that sort of archetypal experience of uh, a father sending their son away to college or school or or re- accepting that they're growing up and going yeah. somewhere else. 
Yeah. Now it's like, you know, Grogu's a, is a college dropout, and he's like, "Don't yeah. worry, we're we're going on more adventures." Yeah. Or it's like his dad's just going to like stay in his dorm with him that, or something. Like, that, that's just, what I was about to say. I hate to say that, but yeah. that's where we're at. No, Parks, Parks, you you'll get this. It was Labor Day weekend. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna take the family, and we're gonna go see you." Yeah, we just yeah, even though yeah, exactly. we said and they took him back to with him. Yeah, then yeah. you come back. Yeah, you don't just said, come back. Yeah. We departed with you two weeks ago, and now it's Labor Day weekend, and we're gonna go say hi and come back with us. Yeah, 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 no. yeah for real. <laughs> oh um, gosh, Jasper asks, why do you guys think they were forcing the free town name so much? And have fans have a go at them for calling it Must Power or something? We talked about. We honestly no idea. Like, but that uh, reminds me of the scene at the start where Pelly's like. Grogu, that's your name? That's stupid. I'm never calling you that. I was like, she spoke for me. I, yeah. Honestly, man, I mean, if she did, then I, I disagree with you. Because when when the Grogu name came out, I was like, that's a cool name. Like, what? And either way, I think Grogu's a genius cares. name. And everyone was just like, it was like, that is the dumbest name ever. He's <laughs> he's always gonna be baby Yoda in my eyes. And I'm just like, what? But um, with the Freetown thing, yeah, I have I don't know. I know it's called Freetown in the aftermath books, but I don't know why they care all of a sudden. They they could have done that in the Marshall episode of the Mandalorian. Who, it was who just gives, bizarre. Who gives a flying freak? Like it was just like yeah. for what? You're just it was just and if it was funny, fine. And it, it, things that we can harp on and and you know we could harp back to and be like, oh that was funny. Oh yeah, that one funny line. It it, it was just it just came out. I was like, okay. Like I, I'm telling you, Jasper was there. When Ari and I were like, bruh, bruh, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> and that was and, the one thing that me and, me and you just looked at each other like, what is going like, on? What like, is going on? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, imagine every time you were saying something like, and you just got it like slightly wrong. I was like, I was like, ah, it's called Tatooine. It's called Coruscant. Like, it's just, that's just what I felt like. Like, how it, awkward would that make the podcast? If every, it, like, cause that's what it felt like in the show. Right. Right. It, I, I don't want to, you know, like, I, I, I don't really ever make like comparisons between Marvel and Star Wars. They're doing two different things. And and a lot of the gag humor in Marvel like comes from Star Wars, honestly, if you look at like the original films. Right. But uh, it did feel a little bit like a what you would usually see in a, a Marvel movie where, you know, Cap is saying something and Iron Man's like correcting him. And like, yeah, it it, it wasn't as like yeah, it, like everything else in the show, there was probably like a middle part where the joke really made sense, right. uh, and then yeah. it would have been funnier. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, no. If, if it was meant to make sense, it got lost for me because I it, was just it got like, lost. What? It got yeah. lost. No, you know what else got lost for me? I just want to say this real quick. Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni, and George Lucas literally worked on making Boba Fett character in, in the Clone Wars and explore and exploring all these like caveats to him that like wow we can explore like these traumatic elements that not just paint him as a you know a uh, bad guy in response to the trauma but like you actually delve into like some of the things uh with that and how he reacts and stuff like that and wow it's it's, it's it, he's a kid and look at how his response to losing his dad and, and such and still having some type of heart and some you know having a conflict yeah where where was yeah. you know that meeting where was that writer's room here like i i mean i again love what they did with boba fett early on in the series it's like oh i'm talking Definitely. about listen chapter two i i keep that was just like that was pure like um that one of the best episodes of star wars television but why didn't we dive more into boba's character how did cad bane affect boba um we just got like we literally got the icing of all that and it's like 
listen, I love my icing, but give me the give me the damn cake. I love eating cake. <laughs> give me the cake, yeah. not just the icing. So um, really, like, we could have devolved into some things, but I just want to say that about Dave Filoni because yeah. Michelle was like, I like a season two, but without without yeah. written by Dave yeah. and like, Yeah, kind of to go off what you're saying, like when I look back on this series, like I, I feel like I've sounded like such a negative Nelly today. I don't mean to. I, I'm, I'm usually I'm quite positive. I swear to you guys, I usually I'm quite positive. But this me just, too. This, I try to this be. Finale, yeah, just like rub me the wrong way. And however, when looking back, like obviously I have so many issues with this series. When looking back, episode two is what I'm going to look back to because that was by far my favorite episode of the series, and it just encapsulated everything I wanted the show to be, um, and set up things that I thought they were going to pay off that sort of didn't. But um like that when i look back on the show i'll think of like yeah those first four episodes because and then when i think of like mando season three i'll probably think of episode five and six because those are mandalorian episodes but um yeah we're, we're coming close to finishing up we'll uh, we'll still go through a few more talking points but uh be sure to drop any final questions you guys have drop a like having loads of fun here um chatting with mike and parks so yeah make sure you uh drop any more questions but uh alexander says what does Grogu mean? Is there a meaning? I don't think there is. I just like it because I just think it sounds cool. Do, do you have something, Parks? I well, bet you do. I it's not that do. complicated. <laughs> you know, it's only five letters. But um, uh, I, I, my read of the word was always that his name is Grogu. Uh, you can't spell Grogu without Gro. And the whole point of Grogu, in addition to Mando, is that this is a character... Grogu forces Mando to grow as a person. That he is this that there is a very clear difference from who Mando is at the start of season one, episode one to the very end of season two as someone who was once, you know, very much like that, that stoic heartless killer, you know, who, who is as much of a shell of a person as he is with the armor to being someone who's capable of like open-mindedness and compassion and, and selflessness by the end. So Grogu, in a way, forces him to like. You have you have sort of the the phonetics of a name like Yoda, but the the element of growing in the name. So like he's forcing Mando to grow. That's how I've always understood it. And mm. when and when I every time I hear it, I think of that. Well, not every time, but I think of that often when I hear the name. And I I think like, man, that's kind of like a beautiful thing that <laughs> you know, like like this sort of adopted child like allows this this person to actually like move on as a as a human being you know so yeah, mm. just, yeah. So i never have some some answer to that yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I had absolutely nothing on the honest, but, i think yeah. it sounds dumb that was you like yeah. 10 minutes ago now you now you believe yeah. now, no, now i'm with you now I'm, now I'm with yeah. you just because the name grogu always freaked me out because it always took me back to that weird rosario dawson ahsoka scene where she was like Grogu and I could feel each other's thoughts. Like, okay, that was it. Just came off. That's not so weird. weird. Why are you? Uh, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm with Fox. I, that was a beautiful scene. No, I love it, that. Listen, it just. It, I think about that one line, and it just throws me off. But I still like Rosario Dawson. It's okay. Anyways, just thought. Thank, thank you, Parks, for for that yeah. beautiful insight. Um. Yeah. So something we actually haven't talked about yet, which I'm surprised we're like an hour and a half in. Still haven't mentioned it. Cobb Vanth, the post credit scene. Um, he's alive. And is that set up for season two? I don't know if that, like, I, a lot of this stuff, I'm like, is this set up for the Mandoverse? Is this set up for the Ahsoka show, the Mandalorian? Or is this setting up the actual show that we're in? So I got hmm. no idea where this Cobb Banth post-credit scene is going to pay off. I hope it's in 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd say I hope it's in Boba Fett. Me and Mike have talked before about me telling him I was hoping that uh, Boba gives uh, Cobb, Cobb Vance the armor because even um, uh, Cad Bane says to him, you should never have uh, left him without his armor and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, because, uh, you know, Boba's sort of sitting there up in his palace, not doing much, no offense to the guy. Uh, while Cobb Vance was out there, you know, dealing with the pikes, doing all this stuff. So I still want that to come true where Boba kind of like, he even says at the end of the episode, like we're not built for this or something like that. And so I would love if, I would still love to see that happen where Boba gives Vance the armor back and and we see that armor be used for good. And I don't know, Boba like puts his Tuscan robes back on or something. Like, I'm not sure, but maybe fans would, would get way too upset about Boba giving his armor up, but that's sort of what I would like to see. And so I do hope this Cobb Vance post credit scene is setting up a future Boba Fett season because I think those two stories merge well. I don't know, Parks, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, honestly, maybe I'm back, I'll backpedal a little bit on sort of the answer to season two in, in regards to Cobb Vanth because if, if, if the door was open in any way, it's obviously Cobb Vanth. And, um, also toward like in the end when Boba and Fennec are walking through Mosespa and you have like this great, like bardcore version of, of Boba's theme playing in the background. I thought it was kind of neat. Um, but, uh, what, uh, Boba's Boba's like, does everyone have to bow to me? Like, is this really the life we want? And then Fennec says, if not for us, then who else? And then it, it cuts it pan, the camera pans across all the people that helped Boba take back Mosespa. So for me, what the scene was saying there, if it's not for them, who else it's for the people. Um, and who better represents like the interests of the people than Cobb Vanth. So exactly. Exactly. if the door is open for future seasons, it could be Boba has something that comes up where he's required to leave off world. He hands the reins over to Cobb Vanth to be the daimyo of, of uh, you know, uh, Mosespa, um, which would be great. Um, and I, I could see that happening just simply because I feel like as time goes on, Boba and Mando's stories are going to become increasingly intertwined. Um, especially once we get into the, all the Mandalore stuff, you know, we, there, there are elements of sort of the Mandoverse that are, are sort of feel like they're setting up stuff from legends. Like I know a lot of people are keen on like heir to the empire. We know Thrawn's out there and, uh, you know, Luke's doing his thing. So there's a lot of setup for that story that already in place. Um, something else in legends, of course, is like sort of Boba's, uh, I, I think his, his sort of dynasty on Mandalore and stuff after Return of the Jedi. So um, it would be interesting to see him become more involved in like the Mandalore storyline in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, whether that's in Mando's show or his own series, I don't know. You know, yeah. they could do lots of things. Maybe Bosk will be like, hey, Boba, like, like I got a crazy bounty I'm trying to hunt down. I need your help. His name is Embo or something <laughs> like that. I, I just pitched that. There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What do you I don't think, know. Mike? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm listening to Parks, and yeah, he sold me on the idea. I mean, I always, I took that <laughs> as Cobb Vanth being like, I was like, well, he's just gonna appear. Not only, I didn't take it as a season two because we are and I were speculating. We're like, are we gonna get? We did a like an Instagram live stream beforehand with some of our followers, and we're asking everyone, what do you expect to see uh, at the end? Are we going to see a trailer for Kenobi? And we're like, oh, we hope not. Oh, we hope not. not. We, we, it would just totally <laughs> yeah. override 
any so it would all the conversation would just what well, you could have had um you could have had boss show up that that you could have had like han solo show up and people have been like oh the kenobi trailer whoa you know or something exactly kenobi yeah. but with with the cop van thing i'm just like oh this is like an overall mandalverse thing just was introducing to the mandalorian it's kind of cool that he like they introduced him in mandalorian but now he's going to play an integral part into this story but yeah mandalverse boba fett synonymous with one another i guess because it's you know yeah. it's it's the same same universe so um i i could see that happening uh him taking over it at some point to stuff just just because he's uh he's he's i guess he's good at that stuff yeah i i thought that was cool how they showed us at the end and then you had the guy you had thundercat waiting in the back the the mod the mod doctor waiting in the back yeah. with his already turning it on i was like yeah turn on that music and let's get to work i don't know i thought that was i thought that was neat but yeah cobb anth that he's alive and we'll see where that goes and some people were saying that the post-credit scene was underwhelming and it's like first Uh, of all i disagree with that yeah no i thought it was cool and here's the thing was it It was was the right thing to show yeah right exactly Exactly. was it as cool as as the boba fett one or the mandalorian one where they teased the book or where they announced the book of boba fett show no but the thing is with post-credit scenes they don't owe you anything they're just literally there for just a little just a little end piece and as like a little oh thanks for watching the credits i always took them as that so it's like thanks for watching the credits here's a reward here's a little prize you win a prize it's nothing that's oh like oh they better have a post-credit scene it's just something at the end hey thanks for watching the post-credit scene here's a here's a little thingy so um people i guess i think maybe that's lens conversation to like how the ncu has like revolutionized the use of end credit scenes post credit scenes but it's like come on y'all it is not that serious yeah thanks to alexander says you guys are awesome have a good night oh right, thanks alexander you. thanks have for coming as well um yeah uh sorry i missed a question before from uh how do you say this scampoli 25 um i loved all the references to once upon a time in the west and butch cast i might i don't know butch cassidy yeah yeah is. Said it right. there is a bit of Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid to um, um, freaking um, Boba Fett and Mando, especially the shot. And and in a way, like that scene where they're talking about honor. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, um, no. classic beloved western. Um, right. Okay. The sort of sort of like the definitive like here's the like the duo like western film. There's a scene yeah. at the end where they're pretty much gunned down from all sides, and they're like having this final conversation before they head out and just take it on knowing certain death is ahead. And to me, that was like, I, I didn't think about it, but uh, Scampoli, that's a great point. Like that scene there um, so very clearly was, uh, was uh, inspired by that, which is great because yeah, right. that's yeah. such a beautiful part of the film. Yeah, for sure. They also say I was fully satisfied with the Cad Bane ending. It reminded me of Obi-Wan and more fighting rebels. So Scampoli. yeah, I, so that's a, Scampoli, that's a you, pretty good take. you were you were truly based i love this comparison um <laughs> that 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 is beautiful you are truly based that is awesome yeah. no i like i said earlier in the in the podcast episode um you had such an emotional moment and to boba's character i mean I, like i said the dialogue was was really the strength of that interaction and you, you had a uh, cad Bane being like you're nothing but a cold-blooded killer you know you talking about you have your father's blood and stuff like that and it was really it was really gruesome in the dialogue and then boba you know wiped the floor at the end and 
I love that he just had his staff and it was very symbolic of his journey as well. And you had his, and even Good when point. he when he killed him, he was still like, damn, like he it wasn't like a moment of satisfaction, but it was, I felt like he took him a second to be like, damn, it had to yeah. end this way. I mean, I'm, I'm maybe reading into it, but but tomorrow Morrison's face kind of said it all. <laughs> I I would say like there was a second of. of... <laughs> So oh, excuse Tamar Ari, Morrison's excuse face. Ari. He was, he was Sorry, I, just did of... a, I just did a terrible Tamara Morrison. He's got impression. a wonderful face. I would no, say that was a better Cad Bane impression than a Tamara Morrison impression <laughs> there. The teeth really did that. Um, but uh, I, I feel like there was maybe like a second of, of mercy, which which is a, is a prevalent theme in this show, I think. If there's like a thorough line, it's the idea of the power of mercy and like giving someone a chance to maybe prove themselves differently. There is yeah. a second where he's holding the staff over Cad Bane before he stabs him. But then Cad Bane's like, I always knew you were a killer. And at that point, it's clear Cad Bane is going to take the next opportunity he has to try and fight back again. And at that point, it's like, I have to do this. You know, yeah. I gave you mercy and you've you wasted it. Um, yeah. So and again, yeah, the, the comparison is very valid with Maul Obi-Wan fight where that fight not not to say like not that it doesn't matter which one's better than the other but i think where that that fight in twin sons is extremely powerful is mm-hmm. that it has so much text to work off of between uh maul and kenobi they've had so much interaction with each other they've had so many ups and downs with each other there that all of that plays into the fight between obi-wan's different stances to show like the different phases of his life to show the sort of the move that you know maul used on uh, to kill Qui-Gon that Obi-Wan has now countered to show that he's learned. So there's so much character built into that. We don't have nearly enough of that going into this confrontation with Boba and Cad Bane. They did it about as well as they could have. Obviously, we've seen if there's anything we know about Cad Bane, it's that you can't beat him in a shootout. And yeah. in his old age, that's sort of the last thing he has. He doesn't yeah. have, like, he, there's no other tricks he has except... and and. Throughout the entire episode, well, throughout the whole series, really, which is two episodes, his that's his that's the only tactic he ever employs, and ever and any time yeah. that someone actually buys into it, it works in his favor. So um, that part made sense and was used well. And then you have that character conflict toward the end of like you know like you know rely rely on, you know rely on yourself like anything else is weakness. Obviously, that's like the antithesis to Boba's whole thing in the series about you know ruling with respect you know uh, uh bring a community together it's a very star wars yeah. thing yeah 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 sure. no, you guys um, you guys should totally subscribe to Pop's, uh youtube channel oh, yes. tour because Do if you so. guys want to hear so. if you want to hear more of that beautiful insight go subscribe to his channel on youtube so our, that's yeah. uh our tour so check that out yeah if you don't know you know absolutely stellar videos on clone wars rebels fallen order bad batch good stuff go check it Wait, out you have a fallen um, order video you didn't know that? No, <laughs> I need to check that out. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Man. No, it's all right. It's all right. I just thought you would have seen it already. That's okay. My fault. That's all right. Sorry. Yeah, highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend. It's a good one. Um, David says, I hope post-credit scenes in the sense of expectation we're referring to on a continual trend. I prefer that's a model thing for setting up content. Completely yep. agree. Uh, I yeah. don't. I just don't like the idea of post-credit scenes. Never have. Not even in Marvel. Like I like Marvel, but I just. I don't know. I, I liked the Book of Boba Fett one. I felt like that made sense. But this one, as in in Mando season two, setting up that show, this one 
it was fine but i was like it's just not necessary just put it in the show like just the whole idea of like this post credit thing i just yeah i don't love it i know some people love it and that but that's the thing some people just go to watch a marvel movie to see what the post credit scene's about and i'm just like eternals like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i haven't even seen it yet but it's no, like i mean I mean, for me... Also, sorry, very quickly, shout out to Davey. Davey's one of my best friends. Uh, thanks oh, for tuning oh, in. Nice. Thanks, yeah. Davey. Oh, nice. Thanks, We're, we're both Davey. like... We're both... Da- Davey, when I was re-watching the Clone Wars for my uh, videos that I made on Artor, Davey was re-watching it with me. Oh, so, nice. oh that's, oh, that's so, sick. All right, shout, shout out, out Davey. Davey. Shout out, out Davey. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah Davey, I- I'm, here, I'm here with you. And I'm not one to clamor for post credit scenes if we get one we get one if not we, we don't it's it, it's if we didn't get one for this series i've been like okay moving on i they yeah. gave me the, the everything that i kind of wanted and stuff and even if they didn't it's just not their uh obligation to to throw post credit scenes and i'm it's just this younger generation of, a, of, of that we are we just want that post credit scenes for some reason it's like no we already ate we have I, yeah. we already got the full course meal in the episode if it was good or in the movie and people just clamor for a post credit scene like if, if the story is good enough it will leave you wanting more and leave you on hi davy <laughs> it would leave you it, it would leave you wanting more you know it would leave you on a, it would set up like kind of a hook for you to be like oh that's got me in that's got me in for more a post credit sh- scene shouldn't make or break that so anyways that's my spiel yeah i agree definitely um yeah so we're kind of reaching an end point here. As I say, if any any last minute questions, drop them in and we'll uh we'll rapid fire a few if there's any left. But uh before we do wrap up, you know how it is here. We want to uh give our overall ratings, but I want to hear your overall rating on this episode and just the Book of Boba Fett as a series. Ooh. And give give your final your final take on um what came of the Book of Boba Fett. So uh Parks, let's start with you, our guest today. Um this episode, I would say, you know, uh, it did everything it could have up to this point. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I think there was a lot. It was very impressive from a technical standpoint of what they were able to accomplish. Um, and where it fell flat, that reflects more so on on the show leading up to it. Uh, I would say either a high 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10. I, I, I had... For the series? Uh, for the for this episode. For the episode this episode right yeah. um yeah it was fun for the series yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm with it, you i'm with you part it's yeah, it's definitely with you. it's a it's been a mess like yeah those first four episodes i have to say i was invested and and starting the show like you know like it's been a year since mando um we've had of course bad batch in between but there's there's a different like sensibility to star wars in live action there always has been you know not to knock any of the animation obviously there's some exemplary stuff there but you know like star wars was born from live action and there's and obviously there was a lot of incredible stuff they did in mando and after spending like a year of watching say like disney plus marvel shows there was something so magical about being able to step into the star wars world again where you have um like these incredible costumes incredible props uh, transportive visuals. You have a lot of visual storytelling. You had uh, a, a, some very great um, the controlled cinematography, um, and most more than anything else, you know what I love about what I've long loved about like Favreau and Filoni storytelling is like the emphasis on characterization. 
you know, we see from the beginning, like, uh, Boba Fett is this person who, you know, like has leaves behind a legacy of, of sort of being like a ruthless bounty hunter, but now we're seeing like this redemption arc for him. And that could be really powerful. And I think they started out navigating that in, in a, in a very appropriate way. Um, you know, if you're like, in terms of like an actual full on rebirth, like Boba Fett got that in episode two and it felt as surreal as it, as it absolutely came across. Um, where the where maybe the present day story was stalling up to that point, it seemed like they were laying the groundwork for that in episode three, and we're maybe going to set up for that. I think I said something when I was on your guys' podcast with an episode where I said we'll look back on this episode as like a necessary setup for the conflict to unfold. Um, and while episode four was like really enjoyable, and that you know the Fennec Boba dynamic was so good, mm-hmm. that's where things I feel like started. Well, you could say they started going sideways in episode three, but that's where episode four was like sort of not really doing a whole lot with the setup and, and, and was sort of starting to stall. And then episode five, we got an amazing Mando episode. I think Bryce Dallas Howard did stuff in that episode that like, I haven't felt as like a a Star Wars viewer since the force awakens when I saw that in theaters and stars was back. Um, and that was incredible, but it was also to the detriment of Boba's story a little bit. Um, and then you got to the episode after that. And that's where I feel like that's what really killed the show for me. Because I, I, I think what, you know, being that, that that was a Filoni episode, what really like makes Filoni a great storyteller for Star Wars is not just that he knows like the best toys in the toy box to play with. He knows the best times to use them. Yeah. And he's been very consistent about that, I feel like, you know, up to this point through yeah. Clone Wars, through Rebels, through Mando. Um, that was the episode where, despite like what were honestly some very well directed scenes with Luke, despite like an incredible technical achievement with Luke, despite like seeing my favorite character in Star Wars, Ahsoka, like interact with Luke for the first time, like, and, and, just sort of just how mesmerizing all of that was uh it was to the detriment of boba fett's story it was to the detriment of the setup taking place throughout the rest of like the series up to the point it was to the the detriment of some of the elements some of the themes um to to just a lot of the the stuff that was you know you maybe had to be a little patient with towards the beginning um and it was whipping from different tones and genres and i don't know it was just a surprising mess um and and then they had to wrap that all up in this episode and it really feels like there we were cheated out of two really good episodes there so um as a whole i'd say i give the show a high six out of ten a low seven out of ten i think um yeah and a six is not a bad number like that's i'm still having a good time with it it's just I, I there if I'm charting my enjoyment with the series, it was higher when it started and then yep. has only gone down, which yep. just Perfect. so disappointing. Perfect. So and Perfect. as a Boba Fett fan as well, I should add, like, um, this show delivered a lot of things I've wanted to see from Fett, but ultimately I still feel like there is a hunger inside me for like we were I was still cheated out of something with Boba Fett, I feel like. So No, yeah. I I'm Parks, that was beautiful and I'm with you. I felt while you were talking, I was like, man, this really feels like at a restaurant 
when you wait for your food and you think, oh my gosh, that's exactly what we're, what we ordered and they're coming with it, <laughs> but it goes to a different table and it's like, yeah. where are you going? That's how I felt with the, I, this. That's how I felt with this series. But in terms of episode, this was this was to me a like seven point five out of ten episode, maybe even a seven. But I'm still I have to watch it. To, I'm still, uh, yeah. Austin said eight out of ten episode. Um, Arya is not looking like a snack <laughs> because he did not like this episode. But um, he looks less enticing now. But um, yeah, I would say like a seven point five. He's looking like a right snack now. for the rancor. <laughs> we did let, let me tell you something the, the rancor was was awesome we didn't even touch about the, but we'll have more we'll we'll discuss more book of boba fett later but in terms of the series yeah i'm gonna have to say a 6.5 out of 10 i was thinking seven but yeah when you're saying all that that i'm like that is so true that was so episode someone in, in the comments uh emerson emerson said i'd honestly give the first four episodes a nine out of ten okay th- that's fair i very much enjoyed episode one two is just top level tier uh three was i still had fun with the episode four i went back and rewatched that a couple times because i had fun with what they were doing with boba and fennec um but yeah it just it just went downhill for me as as parks was saying and yeah i've already said it all about what the series i just i just feel empty and i'm not even a boba fett fan y'all like i came into the series very hesitant and watched the trailer i'm like yeah this looks boring like i'm not I'm not into Boba <laughs> Fett's character. Like, I'm not nothing about that. Um, also, just because it's been associated with, like, some weird part of the fandom that's just like, I don't want to be in that corner. But with Boba Fett fans, you know, so. Yeah, um, like people like Parks. People like Parks. <laughs> Parks. It sorry. should be called. The- no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we got a real book, book of Boba Fett right here. This is book of Boba yeah. Fett. But, no, seriously, I wish we dwell more into the character that is Boba Fett. I think episode two started started to show us what, what that was like and what his rebirth looked like. But along the way, we just lost vision. And I'm telling you, I don't know what went on in these meetings to be like, oh, yeah, let's totally deride from the book of Boba Fett and let's do it. People are like, oh, it's an interlude. And then they do it for two weeks. A chapter, a chapter with seven, with a book with seven chapters is going to have two interludes about something completely different. Anyways, yeah. yeah, it just, it just overall the series did not work for me, and the stuff, the the stuff that really held high, it stuff like episode two, but like all the other things were like as you were saying, like a like stalling and a slow burn, slow burn Star Wars Resurrection, it it was just a slow burn along the way, and it just had like little to no payoff, and I appreciate that the finale tried to wrap it all in a bow because I think a lot a lot of aspects it did, but it was like we would have gotten a more like sincere reaction or more like there i wish just there's build up as you were saying about the rancor immediately i was like man we should have really gotten a scene with boba training on the rancor and him failing him failing so many times and then he just whips up on that building with the rancor controlling it and it would just would have been wow what a stellar moment stellar moment but anyways uh yeah that's my take yeah for sure and what what are your writings so for the episode, it's uh, 7.5 out of 10. And then for the yeah. overall series, it's a 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I agree with a lot of what you guys just said. Um, first four episodes, I didn't love them, but I thought they set up good potential. And then that potential was never seen, in my opinion. Um, this series is just bizarre. Like, it's just bizarre. Park said it. Honestly, it's a mess. It's, it's genuinely a mess. Like... And that's why I would give the whole series like, yeah, six out of 10. It just, it doesn't know what it wants to be. 
it, it had a direction and then it just like yeah as as josh says rancor training would have been cool like st- it just missed out on these crucial details that could have been like you know really enriching to the story so i really just i don't know i'm as i say i'll look back fondly on you know episode two stuff like that and episode five is a great episode but i'm never going to associate that with the book of over fett because it's a separate show but um yeah six out of ten to the series and to the to the uh episode that just came out oh man oh no 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 it's like (laughs) It's yeah, it's it's probably also a six. I want to say five, but it's probably a bit too harsh. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a six. Probably the weakest episode of the series. Like, um, it it wasn't terrible. I enjoyed moments of it. I had fun at times. Um, but it didn't it didn't do the do the trick for me. But uh, yeah, o- like overall, I I didn't hate anything that we saw. It, it was a positive experience. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, overall, it was a positive experience, but uh, it didn't reach its full potential. I would say that. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a question for you guys. Do you do you like this season better or do you like Bad Batch season one better? Bad Batch is a great I, question. And I would I would say, say Bad, Bad Batch. Batch. Yeah. I agree with Mike. Cause yeah. I was thinking about it today. Cause I was thinking like I remember, you know, sort of the consensus after Bad Batch was that a lot of some aspects of the show were really underwhelming. And that show obviously paced very differently than Boba Fett, but like you know, like a similar sort of sentiment of, of Boba Fett, where it's like that. Sh- this show is a mixed bag. And I was just thinking, like, there were so many elements in Bad Batch season one that did really pay off, like toward, like, especially in regards to like the journey away and then back to Camino, and and obviously there, you know, there's gonna be more seasons of that show, and there might there might not be more seasons of Boba Fett, but um, yeah, I was just curious about that. Yeah, no, I, I guess Bad yeah, Batch. I I think Bad Batch is better, like. Austin just said it in the chat. It's just structured better. Like it, the show knows what it wants to be. It knows what it is, right. even though they have at least, you know, a thousand cameo of the weeks, but um, it's still <laughs> just like that show knows what, what the core of it is. And it doesn't really right. fade away from that besides maybe one episode. But um, yeah, with that, that's, that's the, yeah, exactly. That's pretty much the stream. Just want to say massive thank you to everyone who tuned in, uh, liked the, liked the stream um, has, uh chatted with us we've appreciated answering all the questions um obviously massive thank you to our lovely special guest parks he's done this twice for us this season we've uh, it's been our first time really chatting with him and we've we've absolutely loved getting to know parks he's an he's an awesome guy um he he'll definitely be back on sometime soon in the future um but yeah we really enjoyed doing this live and you know i'm sure a lot of people listen to this back so um, thank you for listening. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much the episode. That's all I have to say. But oh, actually, also, um, this has been a, quite the journey for for me and Mike. This whole uh, Boba Fett review series of ours. So obviously, thank you to Mike for uh, coming on as co-host. Appreciate him a lot. He brings so much to the show. Um, but yeah, thanks to everyone who's listened to all seven podcasts of this. It's been loads of fun to to do. And uh, yeah, even though the series didn't was wasn't an absolute banger it was just loads of fun to cover and and chat about it so yeah um mike yeah yeah we are to to piggyback off you we started you know wanting to podcast and stuff or you brought me on to your podcast as co-host and we wanted to discuss you know things about star wars and stuff and it's like oh well we we gotta cover book of boba fett right um so we didn't know how this was gonna play out but we you know 
even though we were both busy, we're like, no, we gotta, we gotta fix all this. We gotta fix schedule so we can start covering the series together. And it's been literally quite the journey. And I appreciate um, all the support that y'all guys have thrown halfway through the show. We we're just doing solely uh, audio and then we, now we're switching to video yeah. and also, and yeah. If, and now we're live. <laughs> and, and now we're live. So that yeah. seriously, if you're listening on podcasts, join us on our YouTube, just if you want to interact uh, with, with the live chats, we're going to be doing more live streams. Um, Definitely. We'll plan Definitely. and yeah. listen, you know, book a Boba Fett may be over, but Ari and I are still going to continue podcasting. <laughs> so we're still going to be doing, we're still going to be doing shows and stuff. And, talking about what's upcoming next for star wars we got kenobi today the kenobi uh, yeah. uh series was uh given Heck a yeah. release date so Let's may go. 25th we, we, you know we're gonna be podcasting till then it's, yeah. you might just join us then but so you join for the weekly combos i think yeah, they'll be fun definitely. but yeah we're nah, gonna we'll, be covering kenobi bad yeah, batch yeah. all of it it's like i said boba fett may be over and oh yeah cassie in this year and yeah. also uh what else uh, maybe mando season three so we'll see yeah i mean so it's quite the on. year so yeah. join us if you enjoyed our coverage of book of boba fett or even if you didn't agree with us but you enjoyed the coverage that we did join us trust me yeah. it's gonna yeah no we're, we're just down for a conversation with anyone right agree or disagree we just you know both of us just love talking styles before we wrap up just so we don't forget parks would you like to uh plug any of your stuff in there uh, yes, absolutely. Um, you can find me first and foremost on YouTube as Artor. It's spelled exactly as you see it here on the stream, but if you're listening, that's A-R-T-O-R-R. Um, I do uh, video essays and documentary style videos on um, all kinds of uh, films, movies, and, well, that's the same. That's redundant. Movies, shows, and games. <laughs> films and movies. <laughs> I do that too often. I'm like, films and movies, they're different. Um but no, yeah, all kinds of media. I have uh, videos on uh, Star Wars media like The Clone Wars, Rebels, Bad Batch, so most of the animated stuff. Um, at some point in the next few months, I'll be doing a video on Mandalorian. And um, I actually, I don't upload very often, so it is important for me to like say this, but I actually do have a new video coming out um, this Monday. So please go support that. Even It's about Mass Effect Definitely. 2 if you've never Definitely. played the Mass Effect games. It would still mean a lot to me if you just click on it watch like the first few seconds, hit the like button, all that counts as engagement and that gets the video spread out there. For very sure. important for a channel of my size that doesn't upload very, very, very often. Um, so I'd really appreciate that. You can also follow me on Twitter at Parks Harmon. Um, on Instagram is Parks Harmon as well. Uh, you can follow me on twitch.tv forward slash tour for uh, live streams. Um, Star Wars Yoda Public, if anyone plays that, has an expansion coming out next week and I'll be doing streams for that. Um, yeah, and also... Uh, sorry, podcasters, but um, or uh, audio listeners, but I just want to show my shirt here. I've been meaning to talk about it. It's the oh. Max Rebo band, and it says yeah. "We're on a mission from Java." So that's a that's a that's a um, Blues Brothers reference. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, there we go. And we don't know what happened to Max Rebo. Max Rebo. So clearly, that has to be explained in Boba season two. I was about so. to ask you: Do you think he's alive? Do you think he's dead? Yeah. Do you... He's alive. He's, he's out alive. there. Got a base. He's alive. He's alive. You yeah. know who's not alive, Cad Bane, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, <laughs> all right. As Ari said, though, we have Rip Max Rebo. Yes. No, Listen. no, he's still alive. Hang on. Listen. Davey, we're going to have to ban Davey. I know he's your friend, Parks, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no, Davey. Davey. No. no, we love Sorry, Davey. Davey. We love Davey. <laughs> um, yeah, audio listeners, uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Spotify, rate us, subscribe. 
I don't even know how Spotify works, but because uh, I don't have Spotify, I'm more of an Apple Music guy. But still, I think you can rate now. Yeah, you can. Yeah, rate you can Spotify. rate right. So yeah, yeah Spotify yeah. rate us, please. We're trying to we're trying to. By the way, I just want to say a footnote. Our we thought that our audio listeners were going to go like decrease significantly just because we started doing video, focusing on on video too, or like promoting that more. It's consistent throughout, and if anything, it's grown a little too. So it's it's kind of fascinating to see all these viewers on the YouTube and still having a consistent follower base on these audio platforms. So again, thank you all for traveling with us throughout the really roller coaster that was Book of Boba Fett. And whether you like the series or didn't, it's just been as already said fun conversation kind of cool to see the fans who weren't enjoying the series and then enjoy the mando spin and then see their reaction to the finale and vice versa to all those people that you know were enjoying up to the mando stuff and then see their reaction to the finale because it's honestly been literally a mixed reaction and i see a lot of people happy with it saying it was the best thing ever and some other people being like this was cringe nothing but cringe so again hopefully we did our job and investing you in the conversation not just having you experience it but uh ooh. shout out to davy once again shout out davy. we are not banning <laughs> davy like today he, you know why we're uh, not davy fine i won't <laughs> but but to our audio fine. listeners do you know why we're not banning davy he just uh he rated us on spotify with five stars so if you don't want to be banned do the same thanks for chatting davy <laughs> thank you Davey. all right um is, is do we have any announcements sorry do we have is that it uh we probably do, but I've just forgotten. But well, I mean, no. As you said, we'll still be doing weekly shows, so uh, you know, you can listen to me and Mike always. Parks will be back on. We're going to do a, a proper oh, yeah. podcast episode where we talk to him about all his videos and cool stuff coming out sometime soon. So, uh, yeah, look forward Ari, to that, and just look forward to more podcasts. Yeah, Ari, where can people find you if they want to chat with you in the meantime? For sure, find me on Instagram at Star Wars underscore Exchange or Twitter at the SW Exchange dope and as you can always find me all underscore star wars on twitter and if you really want to see people yell at me for my takes on book of boba fett check out my instagram <laughs> at all underscore star wars until then and I w- i'll see y'all in the comments and whatnot but uh like like we say star wars is a forever thing and we're here to talk about it as long as you guys are around so join us for the journey that is star wars and the future of the star wars exchange so yeah thanks for listening guys may the force be with you Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. See you later. Adios. Bye.